welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 16 of Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash. The what? Long- 16? You count on toes. <laughs> That's a callback. <laughs> and I was going to joke that it's the longest-running podcast about mashing. Meh. It's the best I could do in a short notice. How's Roll everybody doing? We're all, we're all tired and sweaty today. Pretty much. Oh, so much sweat. So sleepy. I have worked. I'm on day three of my work week, and I'm already over 40 hours, so. Ooh. Yay. <laughs> That's a fun week. Uh, I mean, it's, I like the overtime. This is, like, literally my busiest time of year, and I will buy something cool with the money. I'm sure I should save it, but it'll end up getting like something. Toys. Toys, yeah. Uh, it's obviously going to be toys. I just don't know what yet. Um, but yeah, I'm going to spend it before I have it. Almost positive of that. Um, so uh, this week's episode is going to be a little heavy on wrestling for one reason and one reason only. Actually, two. Uh, AEW, the rival to the WWE is coming to town after a year and a half delay to Rochester. They were supposed to come and they were the first show that got canceled because of the pandemic. And they're finally making their grand return. And it's a big deal. I was supposed to have somebody call in and promote a documentary that's premiering in Rochester about a local wrestling legend that died, um, who was supposed to have his debut at the show a year and a half ago. He died of a lung infection and um, never got to premiere in Rochester. So there was a cool documentary about him. But I think the guy who made the movie had so much press he was doing already. We kind of just got pushed aside. Um, but I said he was like, wrestling. man, toy podcast. Man, I don't care about that. Pretty much. I think he had like a like 100 other local sports shows and stuff that he did. So. Us with our dedicated base of about 30 listeners kind of didn't really fit what he needs. Um, but I've got a free ticket for the show that premieres on Wednesday that I got to give to somebody. Anyway, uh, I plotted a whole wrestling heavy episode and I'm too lazy to kind of change things on the fly. So we're just going to roll with it and hopefully it's funny. Um, wrestling. It's right. Wrestle. Nothing we like more than men in underwear and a ring. Touching each other, moving <laughs> around, grabbing each other and sweating and sweating and grabbing each other and grabbing, putting on those shiny little shorts, baby oil. All right, guys, show and tell time. Uh, I'll start because I never start. I might as well start. I finally opened up my fossilizers and played with them. You guys were right all along. They're so awesome. Aren't they just more. stupid fun? They're a Good lot God. of fun. My only complaint, and it's such a minor one, is the T-Rex. His robot mode head is this like cool spiky skull. But it's tiny, so if you have like a combined 
fossilizer. It's too tiny on the body. That's yeah. A, that's my only complaint. So the thing I like about him, though, is if you slightly open his jaw and, and like so you can't really see his little robot eyes. It looks more like the skull face and you put out his hands. It almost looks like he's uh, yelling like the end of um, Body Snatchers. Yeah. Yeah, that that yeah. Like, sound. It's creepy as hell. It's a super cool. I've got two of them. I got to get wing finger. I'm just kind of waiting for it to get a little bit cheaper on Amazon. and I'm going to grab it. And I think I'm going to get the repaints, too. And just make some sort of giant monstrosity. I have them and love them both. (laughs) Yeah. Because there is the one coming to Walmart in the two-pack with Megatron. And there's the two uh, Hasbro Pulse ones. Oh, I I forgot about that one. Yeah. I don't have that Megatron. So I'm sort of like... And that is a good Megatron. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't know what if there's anything special about him. Like if he's got battle damage painted on differently or something to make him different. But... The uh, T-Rex is Skeletor colors, so that's the only reason I need to buy it. Now, is that Megatron the uh, Earthrise or the Kingdom Megatron? Or the Earthrise Uh, or the Siege Megatron? That's the Siege. Oh, okay. All right. Man, if Um, it were Earthrise, it would be no question for me. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't have Earthrise, so I would have bought it too. I got that. Uh, my pre-order for Sutor finally showed up. So he's the big Satan guy voiced by Clancy Brown in Thor, the latest Thor movie. And he has a deluxe $80 12-inch scale Marvel Legend. And he's really cool, but like you get him and you're just like, well, I'm going to put him in a display standing up. It's the weirdest thing. Like, it's... You get him, he looks great, but there's nothing to do with him. Now, as weird as that is, it's a great. Does he? Though. Does he actually? I've seen conflicting reports, but I haven't actually bothered to really look into it. Does he actually come with the second detached crown, like it said he did? No. That's disappointing. There's no detached crown. He comes with a giant sword and a changeable set of hands. Um. I wouldn't put the crown on him anyways, but he's got well, his it, it, I know when it was first announced, they they had said that he comes with a separate detachable crown with, uh, or not detachable, but separate uh, detached crown with, like, the skull piece on it. No, it's not there. It's not in the package for Thor to, like, sling over his back. Yeah. Uh, no, definitely not there. That's disappointing. And if he is, I recycled it, and I am very pissed. <laughs> but... Uh, no, not well, I haven't, I haven't seen any actual like pictures of anyone having it. So, and I feel like that would have been a Thor figure that they would have made separately that came with the skull. Um, but he's cool. I picked up, I got lucky stopped at a dollar general, dollar general, dollar tree. What's the green one? I was going to mixed up uh, uh, dollar tree, dollar tree. I stopped at dollar tree to buy some supplies for work. And they had an end cap in a gigantic bin full of like seasonal DVDs. And I bought $19 worth of horror movies because I can't help myself when they do that. Um, <laughs> most of those are going to be going to Boogeyman's Closet. Woo-hoo. But there are a few for me that I couldn't resist. One of them is a William Butler movie. And I love William Butler movies. And for those of you who don't know, William Butler is... One of the victims in Friday the 13th, New Blood. 
he is Johnny in the Night of the Dead remake. And not Johnny. Um, crap. He's in the Night of the Dead remake. Um, and he directed my favorite Ginger Dead Man, Ginger Dead Man Part 3, Saturday Night Cleaver. And he <laughs> is uh, a frequent collaborator with Full Moon Movies. And he's got, uh, he's a good, like, makes fun movies with no budget kind of guy. So um, I was just looking through the horror movies and it's some random haunted house film. And it says, like, in a pretty big font compared to everything else, a William Butler film. And I was like, what? So <laughs> I picked it up. Um, Mike, get anything cool? I got too much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this was like one of those weeks where just I kept finding stuff. Uh, first off, I got really lucky, as I, I shared with both of you yesterday in, in text. I bought the entire new wave of uh, Masters of the Universe uh, Origins. So I got Webster, Green Goddess, um, Stinkor, and uh, Lords of Power Beastman. And all of them are awesome. Uh, Webster is definitely my favorite because it's like instant nostalgia. I played with that figure a ton as a kid. And using the little, <laughs> the cheap gimmick of climbing up and down the rope, I was like a giddy child again. My wife caught me. I had him clinging to my lamp and I was going, <laughs> just making him climb. And uh, she thought that was cool. And then tried to steal my green goddess. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know what it is about Webster. He's just so much damn fun. He's just a blue spider guy. I could care less about his gun. I always just let him attack people with that grappling hook. Yeah. <laughs> Although I do love the orange gun. Like I have a lot of nostalgia for using that with a ton of different figures. Yeah, it always got recycled to other guys. I usually had man at arms using it, but you know, and, it was, you know, yeah. Well, I do like the uh, the redesign for him to be more spider like. I there's something really weird and fun about him just having the spider head and a grappling hook. Yep. Yeah. Like it, <laughs> and it's so weird and random. He's one of the origins guys. It's like one for one. You could stand him next to the old one, and you can't tell it. That yeah. it's like a new toy. If they it wasn't it so for close. the articulation. Yeah. You know? um, and, and I mean, Stinkor, as I, as I said, Stinkor still does have the stink. But I don't know if it's just, you know, my memory and as a little rose tinted. I remember the stink being very, very bad as a kid. <laughs> and yeah. this one, it's like, it's not. So I'm thankful for that because it's it's there, but it's more subdued. Where I don't feel like I have to run and wash my hands after, you know, picking them up. Um, as a kid, I never owned Stinkor, but a lot of my friends had him, so I played with him. And it always kind of grossed me out, like, playing with him after a while. I'm like, the stink is starting to get to me. <laughs> so I wasn't one of those kids that would just sit there and sniff him. Um, but he's you know, a really cool thing. Sniffing <laughs> Stinkor! <laughs> you know what's funny about Stinkor? So he scented with patchouli. Mm -hmm. which is like a very common incense for hippies. Yep. And I forever associate patchouli and stink ore, but stink ore, I knew stink ore before I knew patchouli. So when I smell patchouli, it smells like stink ore, not yep. the other way around. <laughs> I've never liked patchouli. So that's, and uh, my wife actually, she hates patchouli. So when she saw me bring stink ore home, she was like, Oh God, no. Is that the one that smells like patchouli? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he he doesn't stink that bad. Like, I, I can't smell him through the package. So I, I ripped it open and she was like, 
all right that, okay yeah it's 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 not coming off of him I, that's okay um come on baby see I, natural deodorant <laughs> i on the other hand am really really tempted to uh get a bottle of patchouli and put a drop into his torso because <laughs> oh, i yeah. i feel like he stink or he should stink mike i don't think you're crazy because i have the old stink or he still smells the high hell so i think they just were i'm guessing they put less in maybe it's a cost keep cost you know saving measure or maybe they just didn't have to well, I'm know, guessing it's a difference in plastic too. Yeah. Well, there was also those stories, uh, they even talk about on the the um, He-Man documentary on Netflix, where like employees were getting sick working in the factory, like they were throwing up, and it was just like the smell was too much. So it's like, I wonder if maybe they're like, yeah, we can't have that kind of disaster a second time around. You know, I call those employees whips. <laughs> Same. And I wish them the best on their future endeavors. But <laughs> whatever it was in the nineties. <laughs> I've actually I've got a thanks to Brickseek, I've got a lead on a potential case of those figures that I'm gonna go uh pallet raid for later tonight. Man, I have been so busy with work I just haven't had the time. And I I want the wave minus green goddess. Same. Um, so, I, yeah, probably definitely want red beast. Uh, definitely Although want stink or. I, I got to say the uh, the paint on green goddess does look pretty fantastic. It's nice. It I, I honestly wasn't going to grab her, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> my, my wife stole Tila and Evelyn from me, so I don't have either of those. And I'm like, um, I don't know if she really has an affinity for Green Goddess, so I'm a buyer. And of course, you know, when I got home, she was like, ooh, and I'm like, oh, man. But, Does she know who Green Goddess was, or she just like, oh, Green Lady? No, she knew, She because she, she read the mini comics and stuff. Because I she also, um, I want to say it was about a year ago, got me for my birthday the Dark Horse collection of the mini comics. Yep. Um, so, yeah, she's she's read through that. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're great figures. I, I'm surprised at how much I love Lords of Power Beast, man. Like, he's just a fun toy. Uh, he's, in fact, he's kind of what I always imagined Beast Man to be as a kid. Like, he looks the way I imagined Beast Man. Yeah, yeah. I never liked the toy look of Beast Man. Mm-hmm. I had him. I played with him. But he was not beastly enough. Yeah. This guy a, is. Yeah, he's weird. Yeah. And this like 2000X Beastman got it better with like they changed the, he has more spikes. You know, he got like a little more feral. Um, and yeah. I would say that the new greatest cartoon ever, He Man of the Master Universe on, Nick, on uh, Netflix, gets it the they, best. They nailed it. Yeah. They, it's so good. <laughs> um, that's our daily plug to remind you to go watch the new He Man of the Master's Universe cartoon because. Your life will be changed forever. And it's so good. My so, uh, my only complaint with the Lords of Power Beast Man is the feet are just like, you know, regular booted feet, but they're like feet. He so it's like doesn't come with a weapon, too, right? Yeah, no weapon. He's just got the claws, uh, the little claws molded onto his gauntlets. Man. But he does have, have that big armor thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I don't have a bin full of weapons I can't get, but... Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've just been, you know, using them, having those claws attack people. 
but uh it's I, I'm still having a lot of fun with these toys. And then um like I like I showed you guys the other day, I went to Ollie's and bought too much stuff. Um now I'm forgetting the name of the two little transformers, but they were the the little hot rod. Um Josh, you might have to help me out with this. They're the the two the two pack of Earthrise vehicles. They were like the there was the hot rod and then the white car. Oh yeah. Um I can't think of the names offhand, but I know exactly the pack you mean. They were, um, you know, clearance. <laughs> so. I was meaning to ask you, Mike, were, was there any, was there like even more toys they added, or these are just ones you missed from last time? Oh, the, no, there was a ton. Anything else like, cool? Um, Yeah, they had like an entire wall of friggin' uh, vintage collection Lando in Skiffguard outfit. I almost bought one of him. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because I'm like, it's Lando, and I love that skiff card figure. As I love kid. how they'll get just one guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, like, did no other stores get this guy? Because somebody, you know, had a pallet of him somewhere. Um, I, and now I'm forgetting the name of that weird Xenomorph figure I bought. It's like Bam or something like that. But it's yeah. this giant, like, 10-inch, just monster figure that looks like a weird knockoff Xenomorph. And um, I mean, it was only seven bucks, and so I, I honestly want to repaint it. They're Jack specific. They made a line of like ten inch for little kids, like big, clunky. There's a werewolf, a robot, and a xenomorph. Because who doesn't want those three guys to beat each other up? Right. And yeah. they were at Walgreens last year. I got them when they got clearanced out at like ninety percent, and now mm-hmm. they're at Ollie's. They're just cool. They're just like generic monsters. Yeah, robots to beat each other up. So, and there aren't enough generic monster toys. No, right. there isn't because in the '80s we would have a generic He-Man toy line with all these guys in there. Yep. So, I mean, uh, how they had generic monster toys all over the place in the '80s. I know they were the best. I all of my mounts for my He-Man guys were just generic dragons and things that I would find at the drugstore. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> and they came with a saddle, but they didn't go to anything in particular. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a two-headed dragon that... Oh, God, I know that dragon. Me too. Everybody rode it. It had a saddle that was zip-tied that (laughs) they clipped the zip-tie, and it was at a sharp angle, and I had tape on it because I cut my hand on it constantly. But (laughs) it was a sweet toy. I loved it. You know, that that was a thing, though, in the 80s where... uh, And then they talk about this on the the toys that made us. Um, A lot of companies would basically create toys with the concept of you're going to play with your other toys with this. Yeah. So, you know, they would basically say, all right, we don't need to do this full line. Let's just do this toy. And kids will play with it with their Star Wars toys or kids will play with it with their G.I. Joes, you know, and that I I miss that. I wish more companies did that. But um, genius. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's based on a video game, but Fortnite kind of does it. Yeah. Where they're just generic. To us, anyways, because we don't know who the hell these guys are. Yeah. G.I. Joe <laughs> <Yeah. Joe> dudes. <laughs> I actually have uh, some more of those coming, so we'll probably talk about that next next time. Um, but the last two things I got, um, I bought one of the uh, Last Kids on Earth packs of figures. They're like, they're like little rubbery minifigures. They have, you know, a launcher toy, like a little disc shooter, and then a cool little, like, hard plastic or hard uh, cardboard. Um, like almost like a laminated cardboard backdrop, like a little diorama piece. And they're really fun for four bucks, like two zombies and and a kid with a baseball bat. (laughs) It's a fun little setup. 
So I've been having a lot of fun setting those up on my desk. I want to get more. And um, the last thing I got was the Mythos in my pocket. Um, what is that? H&H Toys? Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. These are awesome. I got the uh, it's the Pikmin's model because, um, of course, I had to get that one. Um, what is it? Pikmin's model, Dunwich Horror and uh, the Elder Thing. And man, these are these are basically muscle figures, but just 10 times cooler. And yeah, I Sam. Want- I want them all. <laughs> Sam Heimer ha- is the main brains behind the line. I know other people do sculpting. Uh, I know he's gotten some of the sculpting done by Jason McKittrick of the Crypto Curium. Mm-hmm. Just to just to name drop a bit. Uh, <laughs> if you're if you're looking seriously though, if you're looking for like love specifically, uh, very heavily influenced Lovecraftian and horror items that have a really amazingly unique almost stone quality to them check out crypto curium the work of jason mckittrick or uh you know go to sam heimer's h and h toys and mythos in my pocket which i won't lie that that line uh changed the direction of some of the stuff that pickman's was doing Mm -hmm. uh and I can't be upset about it because they're such good toys. They they really are nice figures. Like I I I bought them on a whim, um, mainly because like I've been I've been hankering for more like little rubbery mini figures. I was like I you know had a ton of those as a kid. I'm sure one of these days we'll talk about you know uh, muscle monsters in my pocket and like figures like that in depth. But I played with a ton of those as a kid, and um when I saw these come up on my Instagram feed, I'm like, eh, let, me, let me, let me see how much they are. And I mean, for the price, these are really good. So yeah, I highly recommend them for any, for any minifigure collector. So, but yeah, that's, that's my, my haul this week, which was quite a lot. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, Josh. I'm going to start out. I'm going to start out with uh, the bad for once. Uh-oh. Cause I got a clunker. And it's I as of today, I can also report that it's not just mine. It's just a bad toy. Uh, The Hyatt Toys Exquisite Minis Power Loader, which is the three and three fourth inch scale power loader. Uh, A lot of them are hitting GameStops right now. Retails for 40 bucks. Don't don't buy it. It's fragile in all the wrong places. Its joints are loose in all the wrong places, and it broke just trying to unfreeze the joints to move it. That's and nice. then I returned it today, because it, and it's it's rare for me to return. Most of the time I'll repair, but this was just one of those things where it was like, no, this isn't worth repairing, which should say a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I took it back and the manager of the GameStop was uh, absolutely cool about it. But she, you know, I think I think she was sort of pushing for the exchange first. Which I don't blame her for. Probably helps the numbers. Mm-hmm. But she uh, like she pushed. She was like, we do have another one in store. Uh, if you want to open it up and see if it's better, like we can do that right here. And we did. And I like. I sort of hands off. It was like, okay, so do me a favor and try and pull that out of the package and move the arms for me. 
And she did, and both of the arms snapped off. Oh my god. So this is this is a big fail. This is a big yeah. fail. Also, the uh the pincers on the end of each of the arms, the big grabber claws, mm. are so loose on the uh on the slide pivots that you can't pose them. They just stay like weighted to the bottom, whichever direction that is. Man, that's a shame. Uh, and now that Josh mentioned it, uh, today I stopped at a GameStop just because I can't help myself. And uh, there was a two-pack of battle-damaged aliens. Um, one of them was broken in package. And they have a alien from Alien on a vintage card back. The card back was backwards. Uh, so just the quality is horrible across the board. See, but so. then I have to lead into, I did grab, uh, what led me to initially try the power loader was I grabbed the big chap. And while the j- joints themselves are a bit looser than I'd like, uh, he can't really hold a neutral pose. It can be put into some amazing alien poses, like crouched and creeping along, and it holds those poses very, very well. Uh, so it's it's interesting the way you can find those sweet spots with it. I can't mm-hmm. say it's amazing, but I do really like it. See, now, uh, I I bought one of the first release uh, Hyatoys aliens. They did the, the, the three, and they were kind of like their own designs. Um, oh, yeah. Like the bloater one or whatever they had. I just got the one that looked the most like an alien, like a xenomorph. And... Um, it always felt very, very fragile, but I didn't have, thankfully, any problems with the joints. Um, you know, no problems, you know, moving it around. Nothing was seized but or or loose even. But it's just the plastic itself felt very brittle. So, like, very, I shouldn't say brittle. It was more like, um, it was that gummy plastic that feels like everything's going to fall apart if you move it the wrong way. Yeah. yeah that's kind of what it felt like. But it, it's still together. I still have it on my shelf. See, the power loader felt like it was made entirely of NECA accessory plastic. Oh. Oh, that's yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, and that's including the joints. Oh. Yeah, no, that's that's bad. <laughs> yeah, it was it's it's a big thumbs down. Um I will probably because I am an absolute whore for Alien Queen merchandise specifically. I will probably still get the Hyatoys Alien Queen, mm-hmm. but uh, I am guaranteed to not get the Robocop 2 Kane. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, like after just, hearing that, no, I won't do it. Like, just just no. Uh, other than that, what else did I get? I got a couple of cool things. I got another one of those uh, Beast Box from 52 Toys. Mm-hmm. I got the Reaper Mantis. I, I, can't, I can't say enough good things about this toy. It looks so cool. It, it's just freaking fun. Uh, and it's the, the perfect size for the Masters of the Universe minifigures from Mega Constructs to ride. So it's kind of like having a Mantisaur, even though it's yes. just Manta, Mantis colors. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's an it's an instant like big mechanical Mantis monster that also can. I I will never understand the transforms into a cube. <laughs> but. Yeah. You know what? They found a gimmick that works for them, and they're making really cool toys with it, so I'm not going to fault them for it either. 
yeah. Uh, and I, it's really fun. Uh, and to round it out, uh, my my toy, th- it's probably my toy of the year because I can't freaking put him down. He is in my hand now uh, and has been almost the entire time we've been recording. Uh, I got my hands on the Masters of the Universe Origins Deluxe Mosquitoor. Oh, I can't wait. He is so jealous. So perfect. He, he's so perfect. He just, I keep just making the blood pump through his chest and mm-hmm. then holding it up and being like, hey, Ruth, hey, Ruth, look. And then just <laughs> pumping the blood. <laughs> like, it's gotten to the point where she, she, she started out, that's really cool. Man, that's really, really kind of gross looking. That's cool. I like it. <laughs> yep. He sure is pumping blood. Uh huh. I see. Yep. <laughs> because it, it's just it's borderline hypnotic because you can get it to do the classic like just drip down the center. Yeah. But you can also just kind of like get it really bubbly so it just looks like blood moving through his chest in a really weird almost discerning way. Uh, Chest window is smaller than the vintage one. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, The alternate head is really cool. I probably won't display him with it because I really love the design of his original head. Uh, He comes with his purple blaster, a gripping left hand, as opposed to his uh, left hand and a fist that he comes packaged with he's he's perfect and i feel uh, like you know what this is how a deluxe should be yeah yeah i i gotta say i am as much as i'm not hyped for another he-man and skeletor the fact that uh terra claw skeletor and what is it uh which he-man is it I never remember it. Is it Thunder Punch, He-Man? It's, yeah, it's Thunder Punch. No, Thunder Punch no, is the one that Fist had the... No, it's Fury. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, they not only have their, like, action feature to whip their arms back and forth, mm-hmm. but they both have vac metal armor. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that in itself, like, the fact that the designers have point blank said, yes, they're, He-Man can spin his bola, yes, Skeletor has his weird dragon skull, I will probably get them because I'm weak. <laughs> well, I have to have Terra Claw Skeletor because that was one of my favorite He-Man figures as a kid. Mine too. That was always yeah. like my default Skeletor. Same. You know, when I um, I got Terra Claw Skeletor, I think I'm not sure if there was someone else with us, but I know I was with my grandmother, so I'm just going to say Grandma got him for me. And I remember getting in the back seat of her car and her telling me. Don't open that until we get home. And I opened it. And one of the claws was forever missing. Oh, no. It never turned up in the car. Like, during... We searched that car for weeks. And it (laughs) never turned up. So, this will be my first opportunity to have a complete Terror Claw Skeletor. 
I, I have to I have to jump in real quick. Just just you reminded me. Do you remember the old Star Wars, uh, the diecast, um, like the minifigures? Yeah. Oh yeah. I forget the, the so I had the snow speed. I had a bunch of them, but I had the snow speeder that had the the little pilot formed directly for sitting in the seats. Uh, they had the the guy, the back gunner, and the pilot. And I was playing with it in my mom's old. She had this old Chrysler. <laughs> I took the little figure out and I was moving him around on the door and he fell in a crack in the door <laughs> and was forever lost. So yep. it was like, I think kind of just brought up childhood trauma of losing a star Wars toy in a car. Mine was OG Han Solo at a pizza hut and he fell behind the cushion. Oh no! And like you just couldn't do anything. He was like stuck under the booth permanently, and then he got replaced with like Return of the Jedi, Han Solo, which sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, man. oh, lost toys. So yeah, I'm. I'm. Well, I'm not terribly excited for more He-Man and Skeletor. I'm very excited for the chance to have a complete Terror Claw Skeletor. <laughs> And not lose one of the claws in the car on the way home. Yep. You know, it's funny you mentioned new He-Man and Skeletor. Reviews are popping up of people who got the He-Man and the Masters Universe Netflix figures early. And, yeah, I've been uh, seeing reports of people finding them in store, too. Uh, apparently there was some sort of listing on um, Walmart.com where you could kind of just, like, blindly order. And you get something... Some people have been getting the new He-Man guys. Uh, long story short, they do not have ball shoulders, but they have a spring-action ball torso to reenact the Thunder Punch. So they're not bad for what you're getting. Uh, mm-hmm. They have ball hips. They're essentially the same articulation that the classic toys had um, with added wrist articulation plus a weapon. I'm impressed. All things I, considered, it's under ten bucks. Yeah, I can't uh, wait that's to cool. get my hands on them. But um, I watched a review of He-Man and Skeletor, and I have no complaints. Like I'll be buying them. They look cool. They have a a spring action ball where like the lower torso meets the upper torso, so you can kind of pull them back and let them snap forward and punch. Um, works. For I me. want Trap Jaw and Evil in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Evelyn. Well, it, it is her powered up form, so it's it I is know. technically Evelyn. I I like her powered down form even more. I do too. They are all super cool. Anyways, that's if you want to hear us talk about the <laughs> new of the Masters Universe, listen to last week's episode. Um. So guys, but yeah, that that wrapped it up. So okay, cool. Because I got some bad bad news. I tried. Yeah. And I tried, and I could not get any commercial sponsors this week. Nobody oh, no. is interested in our commercial services because there's no return on the dollar, apparently. So I thought I would kind of turn to the big stack of listener mail that I get every week. And, um, you know, we can do a Q&A. We could answer fans' questions, things like that. Would you guys um, be down? Oh, Absolutely. yeah. Okay, let me open up this first one here from a listener named Henry. 
Just uh, opening the letter. That's an opening letter sound effect. It's not me shaking paper in front of my microphone. Henry writes, Dear Count Creepyhead, you seem very smart. I am our school. Me read good. You help school work. Um, hmm. I think this is like a, a homework hotline kind of thing. You guys, do you guys want to try? Try our oh, best. Oh, sure. So many of you guys, nobody really knows, but we all have uh, doctorates. Josh has two master's degrees. Mike speaks five languages. Um, so, you know, we'll we'll try our best. I have a Ph.D. in thugonomics. Um, so Randonomics. The question is this. Two trains leave opposing stations at different times during the day. They meet in the middle at approximately 105 kilometers from the starting point. If train A leaves at 12.06 p.m. and train B leaves at 1.24 Eastern Central Time, what train goes the fastest? I got, I think I'm going to chime in on this one. Um, okay. You're the so, math whiz. So what you want to do uh, is first you want to figure out the trajectory of the train. If the okay. train is going anywhere southbound, then the train going southbound is going to arrive somewhere near Albuquerque, uh, which will let you out and allow you to buy a lot of cocaine uh, because Albuquerque is clearly known for crystal pure cocaine. That's right. Now, remember... If you're crossing over certain state lines, you want to caboose that cocaine. And by that, we mean stick it straight up your butt. So when Exactly. The, when the yeah. authorities are checking the train cars, they're not going to see it. And nobody wants to look up for pooper. Nobody's so, going to check your train car. That's right. Make, sh- make sure to put it in a balloon first because you don't want to absorb it back there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the balloon will do a, a good job of keeping the cocaine minimally out of your bloodstream you'll get a little bit to be happy yeah i mean if you if you if you want to have fun with it poke holes in the balloon yeah <laughs> uh and we mean rubber balloons not the mylar balloons that you get at like dollar tree for a birthday party oh those no have sharp mylar. edges those will mess you up you'll be well, pooping foil for weeks i, I mean see, I, yeah but I, you'll you'll crinkle when you walk and that's fun that is um yeah, see i want i meant the donkey shaped one. Oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> that's so a whole anyways, other kind of party. If you take the weight of the cocaine, which is a kilo, and you times that times the wind speed and the trajectory of the two trains, the answer is train C would arrive first. Yes, correct. correct. Glad to help. Uh, so while we're talking through the show, I will. Uh, this is fun. I guess we could do more homework hotline questions to kind of just pass the time this week. I'm sure there's a few more in here. Um, great. That was glad. I'm I'm glad we could help you, Henry, with your algebra and your arithmetic and drug smuggling. Make a potato clock. Good times. Uh, okay. So you guys ready for the news with everybody's favorite toy newsman on a podcast? Of oh, visual let's medium. Do the news. <laughs> okay, news that dropped today that I didn't put in the notes 
GameStop is getting more Star Wars Black Series gaming great figures. And they have a Republic Commando figure that is overpriced because it's just a guy with a backpack. Mm -hmm. It's RC1138 boss figure. I don't know why, but he's 2649. It's a guy in a backpack and a gun. It's a joke. Anyways, um, but this is good because if GameStop's healthy, that's more places for us to buy toys. And I will take it. Super 7, much like we predicted, announced 2001 Space Odyssey Ultimate Style figures. And they are ultimately lazy, if you catch my drift. Because you get pretty much the same character in three spacesuits, different colors from the movie. There's new astronaut heads you get the monolith and you get a caveman and a bone so they took the risk on these toys by just giving you the same figure three times a candy bar and a monkey (laughs) um if that's your thing good for you i don't know anybody that's like yay 2001 i need all the merchandise i'm guessing this just popped up as available for merchandising because some sort of lapse in licensing laws and people jumped on it. I could care less. Um, Yeah, I can, I can defend a lot of the, the weird choices super seven makes and be like, well, I'm sure it'll sell to these people, but who's, yeah, who is demanding 2001, a space odyssey figures. Yeah. Like these are reactions. I would get reactions. I understand that. Ultimates? No. Um, yeah. I would I would unquestionably buy a reaction of just the monolith on a card. Yes. I would, I would think Same. that would be hilarious. Um, and I would buy the giant space baby from the sequel. Because it would just be a giant space fetus, and that's hilarious. <laughs> um, do you guys hear pounding in the background? No. Okay, never mind. That's just the hooker in the basement. Um... <laughs> There are going to be some exclusive droids-inspired Star Wars figures coming out exclusive to Target um, with the coins, I believe. They might be part of the packaging, but you get Boba Fett repainted in his animated colors, which is something they do all the time. Uh, R2-D2 with animated kind of flat paint mat style and C-3PO. Again, in animated colors, they were too lazy to give them new heads. Um, and these are coming in three and three quarter scale, and Boba Fett is going to be six inches. I see these, and I kind of ask out loud, how come Droids gets all the love, Ewoks never does? Mm-hmm. What gives? Because I don't think Ewoks are as, you know, like, they need to be quarantined anymore. No, no, they don't. Um, they're not Gungans, for God's sake. They're not. And I'm pretty sure those two movies are very popular at Disney+. Plus. Uh, so, like, come on. Get with it already. People like the Ewoks. Don't hold back. Uh, NECA. This is probably the second biggest news item this week. NECA showed off Dungeons & Dragons figures inspired by the old-school Dungeons & Dragons toys. Yep. Yes, that's the sound of Mike's erection that you hear right now because 
They are awesome, and right oh, wait, out the that's, door... That's what the knocking was. That's right. <laughs> Boing. Knocking on uh, the bottom of my desk. It's Warduke and Grimsword, arguably the two coolest characters in the original line. Like, NECA didn't hold back. They just went, went out swinging. Yep. And good God, do they look awesome. Um... A little pricey, but not pricey to the point where you're not going to buy them. Oh, I've already pre-ordered. Me too. <laughs> um, I am so happy that Warduke is coming because I love Warduke. They have all their vintage weapons. Um, and I really hope this means we're going to be getting more. They look sexy. My they do. only complaint, and and re- really it's it's a minor complaint... I would have much rather seen these done by Hasbro um, and be done by the same people doing like the Power Rangers lightning collection. So they would be actual toys that you could play around with and pose and not have to worry about fragile plastic or fragile joints. Um, Don't get me wrong. I love the sculpts. I love what NECA does. But as we've discussed multiple times, it's hit and miss. Sometimes you have to worry about, okay, if you bend this the wrong way, even though there's a joint there, it's going to break. Or this accessory is going to break being put into their hand. And that worries me with these because these were figures I had as a kid. I want to play with them, but I know I'm not going to be able to with NECA. Yeah. Hasbro tried with Jerizit with one Dungeons & Dragons toy, and I don't think it moved at all. Yeah, uh, which is, I'm guessing, why they just gave NECA the go-ahead to kind of make these guys. Uh, we have our complaints with NECA and weapons breaking. Thankfully, both Grimsword and Warduke have very open hands and very thin weapons. So I'm hoping we can get the weapons in their hands at least. Yeah. And we don't have to worry about them breaking. I don't know, though. Um, and these are definitely like, pose them, leave them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd want to play with them. I really would love to play with them. Um, but having said that, I'm all in if they keep making these guys. There's some goofy characters that, like, I don't know if I want, like, Lionheart or whatever. There's some guys with, like, really crazy mustaches and stuff that are a little... <laughs> Strongheart. Uh, Strongheart, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, I want the elf and the dwarf, totally. Yes. If they, uh, if they do it right, they could totally do, like, a Puppet Master-style two-pack uh, with the dwarf and the elf. That'd be cool. Yeah. That would be sweet. And the time at. But oh, um, God, yeah. I don't want to spend four hundred dollars on it, so we'll see. <laughs> but, <laughs> but these you are awesome. will. And they kind of fit in with the uh the Phantom and Flash Gordon with that like early eighties toy line stuff that they do. And it's like Super Seven didn't get to it quick enough, so NECA jumped on it. Yeah. Um I would have rather Super 7, because at least they'd be a little more durable, but eh, I'll take it. It's better than nothing. Yeah. Um, yep. And they are gorgeous. They, yeah. We have NECA showed off Elf for the 30th, 35th anniversary of Elf. 30th doesn't seem right. And yeah, it was 10 when it came out. I guess, yeah, Elf has some sort of anniversary. Which begs uh, the crest question. You remember Alf? He's back in, in. NECA Ultimate form. Ah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Simpsons. 
Um, but he comes with like all of the accessories Elf needs. So he's super articulated. He comes with a cat sandwich. He comes with episode specific kind of snacks and accessories and his cool, uh, not even cool. He had a radio that he talked into all the time in the first season where he was trying to like phone home for his, uh, people to come find him. But it's Elf. I don't know how you could not like this. And I fully expect NECA to repaint this in Burger King costumes. So, yeah. like, Biker Elf, Chef Elf, Surfer Elf, Rock and Roll Elf. We all had those Elf puppets from Burger King. Um, and it's really very, very easy for NECA to do. And if it's a repaint and it's easy, NECA's going to do it. Um, if, if Elf alone didn't sell me, the cat sandwich would. Yeah, and... This needs to be said out loud. The joke of Elf is that he eats pussy. Literally eats pussy. The end. (laughs) Um, You're welcome. Hey. Uh, The probably arguably the bigger news than NECA doing Dungeons and Dragons is Super 7 showed off wave six of their ultimates for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You get the Mousers, Sewer Surfer Michelangelo, Ace Duck, Slash, and in a big surprise, Scratch the Cat. One of the two very, very, very hard to find OG Ninja Turtles. Um, They all look awesome. The Mousers are a five pack of Mousers if you just want to army build. Ace, they added a new head of him smoking a cigar with aviator goggles, which is all they needed for me to buy it. Um, and I've never been a fan of Ace Duck, but that something about ducks smoking cigars, I, it's just su- super cool. So <laughs> the Howard uh, the Duck effect. Yeah, the Howard the Duck effect. I, yeah. I couldn't help myself. I bought it. Um, Scratch comes with all of his accessories, like the gun hiding in cake, his pigeon friends. Uh, his ball and chain. He's got like a new shifty looking face and slash is slash. I don't need to sell you on slash. He is the cool, awesome blue and pink evil Ninja turtle with crazy spiky weapons. And he, I mean, he's anchoring this wave. It's not sewer surfer. Mike it's slash. He's the, the Oh, it's absolutely slash. He's definitely cool enough to kind of, Oh crap. He's definitely cool enough to kind of carry his own wave. Uh, and those are available for pre-order everywhere. If you get them from Super 7, you got to do the whole wave. If you go to, like, Entertainment Earth, Big Bad Toy Store, any of the affiliates, you can get them individually. Uh, let's see here. Walmart is getting an exclusive Marvel Legends Doctor Strange comic book Doctor Strange figure, which has been sorely lacking for a long time. The last appearance of comic book Doctor Strange of classic comic book Doctor Strange was in the Sentinel or Galactus Build-A-Figure wave from way, way back when, and he had a gigantic bendy cape and floppy legs. So, Oh, yeah! He just didn't pose correctly, and he looked like garbage. This is a proper Doctor Strange, finally, that comes with all of his crazy magical accessories, magic hands, his giant cape, Looks really cool, and word on the street is he's going to be pre-ordered in some sort of October New York Comic Con Walmart collector event. Uh, unfortunately, Walmart doesn't do much to stuff scalpers, but if you're patient enough, he's going to be a retail in mass, 
And if you miss him at retail, he's probably going to be hitting clearance at like Ollie's and places like that after that. So I don't think you're going to have a problem finding him. Yeah, I get the feeling he will he will turn up in mass. Uh, usually, if Walmart does a Marvel Legends exclusive, they get a ton of them. They do like end caps and stuff. So uh, there are pictures finally of the two new Raw Ten figures. There's Terra Don, who is a blue dragon pterodactyl kind of thing with his wings down. So he's kind of like walking on his wings, if you can picture that. And Hoof, the half walking rhino, half robot. Who looks uh, awesome. He looks awesome, but his hands look like wieners, like uncircumcised <laughs> wieners. He's got this like foreskin thing going on with his hands. It's just a little weird. Um, I, I didn't quite go there, but now I'm not going to be able to unsee that. And I'm going to call the other one Pterodon Knots. Yeah, Pterodon Knots. Uh, it's Pterodon Durazio with her mention this week. They're both really cool. Um, I believe Pterodon is the size of Cygor. Not, uh, not Pterodon. Hoof is the size of Cygor. Pterodon, I don't know. And he would be really, really cool if his wings are open in a flying position. This one's sort of like a dragon that's landed, and he's walking on his hunches. Um, they're both awesome. They're both going to be really cheap. I don't know why you wouldn't buy them. Um, no word on when they're coming out, though. If it's McFarland and he just showed off pictures... Chances are it's going to be very, very. I, yeah, apparently it's like late October, early November that they're supposed to start shipping. I yeah. was going to say, I'm going to guess before Christmas. Yeah, before Christmas. The only thing that didn't get announced that I was sort of expecting were repaints of the first wave of characters. So mm-hmm. if you read the bios for some of them, like the dinosaur supposedly has brothers. Which yes. to me was like McFarling setting it up as we're just going to paint them blue or green or what, you know, like they're just going to go crazy. But it hasn't happened. I, that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. It's just odd. Uh, maybe well, Walmart see, wasn't interested. If you go by McFarlane logic, then well, if you uh, if you read the story that I included with the uh, with the dinosaur, uh, you'll see that he has a couple of brothers. So you could uh, buy like two or three and you could have the whole dinosaur family, uh, just, you know, buy, buy a few so you can have the family. You're right. He probably didn't even want to bother repainting it. Uh, we have Master Universe Origin has hit retail, as Mike said, which is Stinkor, uh, Lords of Power, Beastman. You've got Green Goddess and Webster. So check your Walmarts. That's where they have popped up and images and, from Waves. Oh, and I did just see a report uh, maybe an hour ago of someone found them in a Target in Tennessee. Perfect. They're everywhere. And uh, Origins Wave 7 images have dropped, and that is Jitsu, uh, Sorceress, and two other guys. Who I did. Uh, Buzz uh, Off and, and Comic, Comic Stratos. Stratos. Yes, yeah. yes. Buzz Off and the Stratos nobody asked for. Yeah. So, real quick, I'm now looking at that Raw 10 figure, and my god. What? <laughs> that, Sorry. That, that image is... I cannot see it. He's got it's like okay, a, it's okay, cold I'm out. They're it turtling. <laughs> it's so true. Okay, oh my God. hold on. I'm pulling it up. <laughs> I'm got, just staring at it, giggling because it's got so dick funny. hands, man. Rhino dick hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> 
see. Exactly. That's that's like I told you. I think I mentioned it on this, this show or Boogeyman's Closet. One or the other. I mentioned how a friend of mine years ago said that you know he doesn't like Rob Zombie because he always says yeah every three seconds in his songs, and I'm like, no, he doesn't. And then I heard it every effing time he says it, and oh my god, he does say it every three seconds. <laughs> it's like, oh man, forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I could I could be mistaken, <laughs> but it looks like the wings for Pterodon uh could be on ball joints. That would be cool. I mean, cuz cuz the pictures of it are showing the wings into in sort of a down position and then sort of an out position. Yeah. Even if they were, you could open them up. I'm going to pose them with them folded in. So oh, it's more just for me to play with. Yeah. You know. Uh, and the last bit of news, people have been getting their hands on the NECA Ultimate Gargoyle Goliath figure, and as you would expect, he is huge and heavy and poses a little weird. Um, so people have been noting that there's no problems with things breaking or things like that, but his wings are huge and heavy, and you need the use of his tail, his bendy tail, to make a tripod to kind of get him to stand correctly. Uh, people are kind of thinking out loud in these reviews that, man, it would have been great if he had a second set of wings that he used to drape around himself like a cape mm. uh, to take up less to space, less space in your displays. Um, knowing NECA, that's probably coming in a second figure. Oh, of course. But check your targets. They're popping up if you didn't pre-order it yet. I'm still on the fence if I want to get them or not. Um, I like gargoyles, but it's like, do I need another thing to collect? I don't know, because Honestly, I never thought th- I'd have to get the whole crew, and I didn't think the whole crew was always cool. So yeah, I think he's really cool. If if I find him for a discounted price somewhere, I might pull the trigger. But again, it's one of those one-off NECA figures where I like it, but I don't need it. Yeah, yeah. So that's also. The also, also, just to chime in with uh, a little bit of extra news, one, uh, NECA did just announce that they are doing uh, the Monster, uh, what is it, Monster Monday reveals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so every, oh, it's, Mon- yeah, Monster Madness Mondays. Uh, so every Monday this October, look for monstrous reveals from NECA uh, of things that, I, I, I don't know what to expect anymore. <laughs> Um, other two bits of teasers that have dropped kind of for New York Comic Con news is coming out. Super 7 has teased heavily that there's more Godzilla coming from them, possibly in the form of Ultimates. But I wouldn't throw that past them to kind of do more in the vein of their Shogun Warriors kind of stuff. They showed off a picture of an old Aurora model kit Godzilla. So I don't know. I've got a lot of NECA Godzilla already. I don't think I want to jump on more in that scale. So unless Super 7 has the full catalog of Toho characters, which Toho makes no secret, if you want to do their stuff, you've got to individually license each character. Uh, You can't just get a blanket license of everything that they do. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be jumping on more Godzilla and they also announced that they got an agreement with Cliff Burton's family, who is 
the long dead guitarist from Metallica. So uh, if Cliff Burton's coming, I would assume that Metallica is not too far behind. And I'm going to assume reaction because they have music reaction figures are pretty popular with them. Um, So take that for what it's worth, but you never get much Cliff Burton merchandise. So guys, should I open up some more mail for, uh, yes, from our, I don't, maybe we must've accidentally gone on some sort of like Homer hotline mailing list or who knows? I don't know why kids think we're a good source of advice, but whatever. (laughs) Cause we're grownups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have so, we have the intelligent brains. We got kids at home. I'm tattoos. sorry your parents are horrible and they don't help you with your homework, but we're glad to help with your school problems. Okay. David Baptiste writes, "Dear Count Creepyhead, I'm having trouble with my Spanish homework, and I heard that one of your contributors is Spanish. Can you please tell me?" How to say, where do I find the milk in the library? I'm out of fish. Thank oh, you, David. That's that's easy. It's El Gato Diablo es Negro, ¿y tú? Perfect. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold on a second. Uh, wh- what was the phrase? Because I actually can't get this translated. Hold on. Oh, no, I actually know what that means. <laughs> but, oh. oh, you mean the actual phrase? No, no, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. What what was the actual phrase that that Mike said or that I said that Mike said? Oh, I said, um, how do I find the milk in the library? I'm out of fish. How do I find the milk in the library? I'm out of fish in Spanish. Como encontrar el leche en la biblioteca? No tiene, no tengo piezas. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't think that would actually happen. <laughs> she just happened to be in at the perfect moment. <laughs> awesome. Oh, okay. I'm Mike. You don't speak Spanish, right? Or do you? Uh, very, very, very little. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you apologize. Yeah. I'm sorry. She sounded very annoyed. <laughs> no, I think she was just trying to figure it out. Okay. Uh, I, I just literally said gibberish. It's my, my, I have a couple of go-to gibberish, nonsensical Spanish sentences that literally mean nothing that I used to put into comic books. Um, and El Gato Diablo es Negro, too, is the devil cat is black. And you? <laughs> I All I know is from Encino, man. And I took Spanish in high school, and I none of it stuck. Um, <laughs> did she leave already? Jeff? Yeah. Oh, man, I was going to think of something horrible, like, does this look infected? She said she was clean. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, that's wrong. Okay, David. So, my uh, our advice uh, I just, to you when going to Spanish-speaking listen countries to the, is listen to the cilantro song El Perro. Yes. Uh, 
which will tell you all about the cheese of the devil. That's right. Um, when traveling to Spanish-speaking countries like Denmark, uh, New Zealand, places like that, where they speak Spanish mostly, our advice to you is get a Spanish girlfriend. And you'll be awesome. Yep. She'll yep. hold your hand and make sure you don't do anything stupid, like talk to uh, Mexican lady boys or get wrapped up in like a cockfighting ring uh, or end up in a horrible prison south of the border and hear SOL if that happens. So, I mean, unless that's your thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're a really tough kid, David, uh, go for it. But uh, also, I've heard that the flea markets and the bootleg toy market in Mexico is really, really cool. So if you're into, like, bootleg knockoff toys, I say just risk it. Go to Mexico. It's totally worth it. That's you think you're cool? You think you're cool, David? You think you can cockfight? You think you can cockfight you can in the cockfighting ring? You think you can do that, David? You're no hoof, David. You're no hoof. I'm pretty you sure. don't have uncircumcised penis hands. You don't. I'm pretty sure Josh just wanted to see how many times he could say cock in this episode. Probably. And it's referring to the chicken, cock. so I don't have to delete or mute anything. <laughs> yep. Penis. <sighs> <laughs> okay, guys. Oh, Lord. I am going to move on to the prize pack winner for this month. I have, we have a total of 10 shares, which I'm kind of disappointed in. Um, I was hoping we would have more, but um, I don't think our listeners are engaged. And that's my fault. I need to start kind of sharing and harassing people more often. But we have 10 shares, and I'm giving two to a listener that did it the old way and left us reviews on iTunes. <gasps> so nice. that is a fan of ours named Henry. So Henry, I gave you two slots in the prize wheel this week, this month. So there's a total of 10 shares. I am going to list the people and the numbers they got on the prize wheel. And I'm going to take a picture of it. So you guys, you know, it's on the up and up. So we have in slot number one, Maurice. Number two goes to John. Number three goes to Maurice again. Number four. Yep. Number four goes to Art. Number five goes to John again. Number six goes to John again. Number seven goes to Arthur. Number eight goes to Maurice. I think he really, really wants that Devil's Rejects poster. Call me crazy. And numbers nine and ten go to Henry. So I have a pickerwheel.com. Spin the wheel randomly to see who wins. You guys ready? Yep. Wait. Hold on. You think for who I work for, I'd be more like, like not so technologically challenged. Shuffle? No. Is there a button? Oh, there it is. The big thing. It says spin. All right. Here we go. The winner is number 10, Henry. Congratulations. You get a giant box of stuff. Oh, bravo, Henry. Henrique, 
Congratulations. Holly, you did so good. I should celebrate for you by not giving a shit. Henry, I hear you are in the fifth grade. Big f***ing deal. You do way better, Josh. I bet you are going to learn all sorts of things that will get you nowhere in life. <laughs> Remember, stay in school. Because no one gives a shit. I can't wait no, teach- to see Henry's mother in a few weeks and have her break my legs <laughs> with a crowbar. Because she's going to murder me if she hears about this. Hi, Mrs. Uh, Henry. <laughs> that would be Henry's mom, Danielle. And, uh, I'm Henry's mom, Danielle. I would call her a mama bear. But whatever. Okay, so October, it's a big month. It's a creepy month. And because of that, I feel like we should have creepier prizes than normal. You know, Halloween themed. I'm not going to be giving you like an LOL dollar or something like that. Maybe I will. Um, but I'd like to donate a human toe. Josh would like to donate his sixth toe. On no, one it's, foot. It's you not like those, mine any, oh. anymore. Okay. You know those cats that have like extra toes that people kind of love more than normal? If you're, you know, you have like generations and generations of cats that have been trapped in a house and inbreeding. You can do that in Niagara Falls. People just ask Josh. <laughs> it, it's true. So. He's got feet that look like catcher's mitts that just have extra toes that he kind of just gives them out. He's like like shark teeth. <laughs> anyway. Fall off, but they just keep growing back. I have two places to start. And I want you guys to kind of tell me what you want me to pick first. I have the comic book option or the DVD option. What Sex should toy. I pick? The sex toy option? That's for later in the show. Uh, let's go comic book. Mm. Comic book? Then I'll also say comic book. All right. For prize number one in the October Count Creepy prize pack, you are going to get issues one, two, three, four, and I think five of the new Aliens comic book series from Marvel Comics. The issue one is the flat black cover. The rest are the regular covers. Um, The issue one, it's not in the best condition. So these are more to read, not to collect. But if you kind of wanted a taste of what Marvel's doing with Alien, this is the first jump into it. Actually, um, I am going to look into it to see if I can get the rest of the issues to complete the story arc so you're not kind of left hanging but I'm not sure if my local comic book store has them left, but if they do, I'm throwing them in there. Um, so that is prize number one for this week. Nice. Part of the Get month. Get on it, people. And next week, I will release the really the super cool The Bees with Nicolas Cage, um, the DVD half of it. So it'll be pretty, pretty cool. Oh, God, right. the bees! As I promised, guys, we're going to talk about wrestling because nothing says October like (laughs) wrestling and wrestling toys. Um, Mike, I know you know of wrestling, but you weren't big into wrestling because a lot of your free time was devoted towards 
video games and He-Man and G.I. Joe. Yep. But I'm sure you know who Hulk Hogan is. Oh, yeah. You got the basics. You speak the language. Absolutely. Josh, you didn't have wrestling toys, but you played with wrestling toys. And I, I did have a handful, actually. Who did you have? Uh, I had some of the old uh, the old Hasbro wrestling toys. Okay. Uh, I definitely had an Undertaker. I had a big boss man for sure. Uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Mm-hmm. Um. I know I had a few others, but a lot of the wrestling toys were sort of back and forth between my sister and I. So I'm I'm having a hard time remembering what was mine and what was hers. Uh, but between the two of us, there was uh, also um, Bret Hart and Owen Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, I'm blanking on uh, Roddy Roddy Piper. Of cool. Course. I know there were a few others, but I'm totally blanking on them right now. Um, nasty Hulk boys. Hulk Hogan, who we you might have the Nasty boys. Okay. Uh, so didn't, have, didn't ever have a lot of the JLN stuff, but LJN or LJN. Sorry, yeah. So it's worth mentioning you brought up Owen Hart. Uh, Owen Hart died, uh, unfortunately, in an accident that happened while working with the WWF at the time, where he had a gimmick. Where he flew oh, that, down to the ring. That was Bret Hart. No, it was Owen Hart that died. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm thinking of... Um, I Maybe it wasn't Owen Hart that I had, but you continue. Um, there's a point to this. He had a gimmick where he flew down to the ring on uh, a zip line. And he was a character called the Blue Blazer. He was like a temporary gimmick that he had and the line broke and he fell to his death and died. Um, his wife sued the WWF for lots of money and there was lots of controversy and Vince McMahon who runs the WWF was a shrewd bastard and it wasn't nice ever since then, his wife has kept Owen Hart's likeness from ever being made into any kind of merchandise um out of spite to the wwf because they have a monopoly on things uh thankfully though there is a up-and-coming competitor to the wwe wwf um called aew and as a screw you to the wwf she has given aew full permission to use her husband owen hart and his likeness in merchandising charities you name it and that means action figures. So if you are a fan of wrestling figures, you're going to be getting them from AEW as a special way to tell Vince McMahon to kind of shove it up his ass. That's kind um, of amazing. And they are kicking things off with a tournament called the Owen Cup in honor of Owen Hart, who didn't only wrestle in the WWF. He wrestled in Japan and Canada and things like that. So he's got... Kind of a legacy. Um, and just to uh, to backtrack, I had, uh, so I, I double, I checked, the, I consulted the bones. <laughs> uh, and we had, we did have Bret Hart, we had Owen Hart, and we had Jimmy Hart. We had awesome, baby! I love Jimmy Hart. <laughs> um, so, oh, and Ted DiBiase, we had Ted DiBiase. Big on man, Ted DiBiase. I am a big wrestling fan. I don't like any other sports. 
except for wrestling. And yes, I consider it a sport because these guys kill themselves doing it. And you're still beating the crap out of each other. Um, now, Josh, you said you and your sister had these toys. Is your sister older than you or younger than you? Uh, a little bit older. Okay. So me and my brother are close in age, too. We both had wrestling toys. Um, we had LJN wrestlers, which are the big, heavy rubber ones that, in a previous episode, Josh microwaved to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> We had the Hasbro ones, which, as Josh mentioned, they were kind of gimmicky. And a while ago, I floated an idea to Josh of making uh, toys in Hasbro wrestling style, but as like Jason and Michael Myers and Freddy. Um, But then we kind of thought that it would be really expensive to do, and there's no way to tell if they would actually sell. Um, But one of those like plant a seed in Josh's head to see what happens kind of things. and that kind of carried on into Jack Specific, who had wrestlers with a bone crunching gimmick, which they had limbs like Barbie doll, and you could bend them at the joints and they would snap and crack. Mm-hmm. So you could have the gimmick of like Undertaker broke Bret Hart's leg. Oh yeah, um, I remember those. So there wasn't a lot of them to start. And me and my brother were such crazy wrestling fans, we would make our own wrestlers out of the small pool of wrestling figures we had to choose from. And that kind of went away as we got older. But then we got so crazy into wrestling, we did backyard wrestling. Um, And backyard wrestling turned into some of these guys actually being trained as wrestlers. And some of them are even wrestlers today. Uh, One of them is a listener to the show. So... um, Wrestling is kind of a thing that I've always had a, a, a passion for. Um, having said that, this is a toys podcast, so I would be amiss if I didn't mention that they made zombie wrestler toys that had uh, a pretty sizable amount of them. There's about two dozen that they made um, a few years ago when zombies were a big thing. I gave one to Mike to give away in yep. the um, the podcast as a giveaway. And the designs were all really solid. Yeah, they even were. if you don't like wrestling, it's a zombie in underwear. You know, <laughs> what's not to like? We do we do need to, to talk about one of the weirdest possible wrestling toys that was I, ever put on the market. I was waiting for this, but go ahead. <laughs> do it. The WWF Maximum Sweat Series. Yep. The wrestling toys that you could fill with a little bottle of fake sweat and they would actually sweat through their rubber skin. Fake sweat or blood. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, there are people who really love those because they had a designer vinyl look to them. Um, they actually sweat, and that's crazy. Uh, they do. A, it's It's weird. There is a character... Road Dog Jesse James, who is a white guy with cornrows. So I want you to think like Kenny Powers of wrestling. To give him the dreadlocked look, they took the figure and gave him wire for hair, which is something I've only seen in that figure. That's it. Like they clipped like stereo wire, black wire, and that was like his crazy dreadlocks, like Coolio. Um, and you can kind of pose them and then make him sweat and rust the wire. Just weird, weird merchandise. And that's no, I mean, that's just scraping the surface of weird ass wrestling merchandise. There's a, a different podcast called 
the major major wrestling figure podcast. If you guys want to just binge and listen to people talking about wrestling toys for over 100 episodes, that's where you should go. Um, have you guys ever been to live wrestling events? No. Or just just TV? Just TV. Um, uh, I've been to a few live wrestling events uh, as a kid. We went to the uh, uh, the old convention center in Niagara Falls when they would do the uh, the weird WWF matches. I am, uh, because I was such a crazy wrestling fan, me and my brother went to shows that we probably were not old enough to go to, like the extreme deathmatch wrestling stuff in the 90s. Um, when they came to Buffalo and they came to Rochester, there's like pay-per-views that you can watch on the WWE Network where me and my brother and our friends are in the front row. Uh, like young teenage kids swearing and screaming and throwing garbage at wrestlers and just being like little delinquent assholes. Um, but now I love going to indie shows and heckling people. Like if my friends are wrestling, I don't let them sell their gimmicks at all. And I'm just a complete asshat and I terrorize them at ringside and I love doing it. I have a friend uh, who wrestles as a character called Connor McLeod and he's supposed to be like a big, strong Irish wrestler, but I always call him baby orangutan because I know he's not Irish and I know he's Polish and he's just a dirty ginger and he's covered in gross red sweaty body hair you baby orangutan <laughs> I'm sure he's listening that's why I threw that on there but uh, I love harassing him when he's wrestling because he always sells himself as this like crazy tough wrestler and I don't let him be that guy anytime I'm around I just make fun of him relentlessly and I, I love doing it um <laughs> me and my father-in-law go and I love doing like the spot that everybody's seen a hundred times or a wrestler climb up to the top turnbuckle and he's going to go to jump on somebody and you know, they're going to move and that wrestler is going to face plant. I love to like try to talk them down. Like they're suicidal. So they'll get up there and I'm like, don't do it crusher. No, you've got too much to live for. No, 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 no. He's going to move. Don't, don't kill yourself. Think of the children. And, you know, I try to get the wrestlers to crack up, which they hate. Um, uh, of course they do. Uh, another That's thing amazing. I like to do when two wrestlers are kind of beating each other up, I'll just chime in out of nowhere. Now kiss. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to see if they'll do it uh, or get them to crack up. But it, it always cracks me up. Um, and do they ever do it? Well, it's funny you mention it. There is... Uh, my like Rochester's local wrestling scene is a company called upstate pro wrestling. And they have, it's a, a very LBGTQ inclusive wrestling federation. So they have, uh, I don't want to, I don't know if they're gay, but there's two gay wrestlers and a transsexual wrestler. And, uh, my father-in-law loves heckling the transsexual wrestler because the transsexual wrestler, his name is Cameron black does not give my father-in-law an inch and he loves to stop and like rip into my father-in-law. So my father-in-law will be booing him and making fun of him and he'll stop and then call my father-in-law like Methuselah, old man winter. Like, I thought you died last week, you honky son of a bitch. And like, it's, <laughs> it's hilarious. Just, you know, you're paying and these guys are just yelling and screaming at you, but it's all kind of part of the fun. Um, anyways, Wrestling it toys. is absolutely part of the fun. Uh, you can microwave LGNs 
for all kinds of fun, hilarious effects. So oh, you ever found yes, one at a garage sale? <laughs> but um, just make sure yeah. you're well ventilated when you do it. Buy a yeah. microwave, plug it in outside, turn it on for a long period of time. And if you've ever watched MythBusters, they usually run and hide behind like bulletproof glass. Do that. Yeah, do that. And then don't and, use that microwave for anything else. Don't eat anything you you cook in that microwave after ever. <laughs> it'll yeah, it'll like it'll Hulk taste Hogan. like taste like Hulk Hogan baby oil. But um, Josh, who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Did you have one? You know, I'm gonna say it was probably a really tight tie between uh, Roddy Piper. Yep. Just because he was so ridiculously over the top. Uh. And for the same reason, Hacksaw. Tough guy. Oh, yeah. So Hacksaw Jim Duggan is a mentally, not even mentally challenged. He's just a guy who carries a two by four to the ring and he's crazy. And, <laughs> and he randomly holds it up and yells, oh, yeah. Like, how can you not love that as a kid? <laughs> and Roddy Piper is Roddy Piper. I mean, he's in Hell Comes to Frogtown. They live yep. Immortal Combat. I mean, his. His IMDb is ridiculous. And uh, to this day, still one of the coolest people I've ever met, like a celebrity, was Roddy Piper. Um, so he's uh, greatly missed. He, he died far, far too young. Uh, speaking of wrestling, I'm looking at some letters to Count Creepyhead, and I have a wrestling question. You guys uh, think we can help this kid out? Hopefully. Probably. Dear Count Creepyhead, me and my brother were play wrestling, and I DDT'd him into the coffee table. Now my little brother is shaking nonstop, and he's peed his pants. He doesn't respond to my voice. What should I do? Um, I mean, I'm going to recommend... The first thing here is don't tell mom. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm going to recommend... To make use of the sandbox? How so? Uh, <laughs> to uh, possibly <laughs> possibly bury the unresponsive child? Yeah, see, that that's a good start. I, I would follow that up with, you need to have, I'm, I'm assuming he has some kind of plush toys in this house. Most kids yeah. do. Uh, you need to replicate a new brother out of plush toys and meat stuffs. So take whatever meats you have in the fridge and stuff them into the plush toys and cobble them together into a new little brother. And maybe fool mom and dad. Unless that, you have access to a pet cemetery. Now, or Aunt true. Mabel, she has been known to resurrect the dead. Uh, also the good true. news is if your brother's twitching all over... Chances are he's not crippled from the neck down. And if he's twitching, he's still alive. So what I would do is I would knock over a lamp in front of the stairs and you could say he fell down the stairs and it wasn't your fault. Um, you know, when your parents come home, and hopefully your little brother isn't dead. Uh, or if you really want to make it look like an accident, just throw him down the basement stairs on top of everything else that's happened to him. And you can see he did it himself. You know, it's that loose floorboard. Um, I mean, I guess you could call 911, right? 
Ah, that eh. takes too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's that, that's too easy of a solution. I'm going to go with the Voodoo Resurrection. I think that would be the best bet. Because then when he's still alive, and you, you still got your brother, right? He's just undead. Or you could, or you could go the Weekend at Bernie's route. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good idea. And just just consistently sort of be carrying him next to you, get a nice pair of sunglasses for him, uh, and then in the future get someone to uh, put a voodoo enchantment on him so he'll uh, da- he'll walk whenever he hears calypso music. Perfect. That I think that is the best bet if you've accidentally killed your brother while wrestling in the living room uh, when your mother told you not to. Um, yeah. I think you'll be you'll be better off doing that, but never ever ever admit to anything, ever. Good no. advice. The more you know, Rainbow. So, um, my brother did that to me. Um, so I had my little brother, Jim, and Jim was always like the little brother, Malcolm in the middle, and I was always the big brother who I got to do all the wrestling moves I wanted because I was bigger and stronger. And then he got a complex because of it, started going to the gym and got massive (laughs) and jacked. (laughs) And then, like, without warning, one day he just kind of he paid me back tenfold and started beating the holy hell out of me and uh, tried to powerbomb me. And I was completely out of shape and I wasn't anticipating getting my butt kicked by my little brother. And he dropped me right on top of my head. And I oh. couldn't feel my legs for like two hours. It's called a, it's called a stinger, where you land on your head and your spine compresses. And he just left me there on the floor for like two hours laughing. Jesus! Uh, <laughs> to pay me back for all the times they like sat on him and farted, <laughs> stole his food, like just being like a jerky older brother. So he was like, "Yeah, you got that coming." Where I was like on the floor, like I can't feel my legs, and he was like, "That's tough." <laughs> um. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> All right. So I have a game and I have a story about somebody named Wally. What would you guys like to do first? The game is I'm going to present you with gimmicks of wrestlers. You have to guess which one is real and which one is fake. Oh, man. Oh, I'm let's do the game. <laughs> let's go for it. All right. I am going to give you a test question. So you can kind of get a feel for how the game is going to work. Which one is which one of these wrestling gimmicks is real? And which one of these is fake? An evil clown or a wrestling IT repair guy? Uh, evil clown is real. Yep. There are dozens of evil clown wrestlers. Most notably, Doink the Clown. But if you go to Mexico, there is a whole gang of evil clown wrestlers. So you guys getting the gist? Yep. Yep. All right. Question number one. Who has been a wrestling gimmick? Leatherface or the Terminator? Uh, a wrestler impersonating Leatherface or the Terminator? I'm going to say Terminator. Uh, I, I have no idea, so I'll say Leatherface. Mike, you are correct. Hey! <laughs> Look at that. In Japan, there is a wrestler called Super Leather, and he is a part <laughs> of Deathmatch Wrestling. He comes to the ring with a haunted hayride style chainsaw where they took the chainsaw off, 
or the chain off. Uh-huh. And it makes tons of noise and he runs into the audience and scares the crap out of Japanese people. <laughs> and he's huge in Japan. They love him. His name is Super Leather Leatherface. I love his name. And That's wonderful. This is Texas Chainsaw Part 3 style Leatherface. If you're curious what he looks like. Nice. Okay. Question number two. Electric Boogaloo. A robot or a ghost? What was it? A robot or a ghost? Yes. Uh, A guy in a ghost outfit or a guy in a robot outfit? I'm going to go ghost. Yeah, I was thinking ghost as well. But you know what? I'll, I'll go robot just to keep it interesting. Mike, congratulations. You're right again. Holy oh, crap. <laughs> there is a guy in a robot suit who t- wrestles. Let me get the name here. Um, legitimately, like he has a metal suit. He does the robot. And I forgot to prepare for this. This has so to I, be Japan. No, it's actually like an indie wrestler. Um, oh, wow. That's impressive. That that's what I was thinking. I'm like, how can you wrestle in a in a robot suit? That's why I was thinking ghost. Well, a ghost would be Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think. I was thinking like someone painted up like the kid in the grudge, where he's just painted with like white blue paint. Now, it's funny because I'm like, I'm trying to do this game, and I'm thinking like, okay, so this can't be a gimmick, right? Oh, it's Shockwave the robot. If you guys want to see what this looks like. Yep, I'm looking it up. Look up Shockwave. It's a guy who has a light-up Transformer suit. It's insane. Shockwave the robot wrestler. And his suit has improved <laughs> over the years. He gets crazier and crazier. Wow. That is nuts. Like he wow. Really <laughs> That's really cool. That's, yeah, that's impressive. So, I'm going to keep score here. Mike and Josh. Mike has two, and he knows nothing about wrestling. Two lucky guesses. Josh has zero. All right. Are you guys ready? Yep. Question number three. A wrestling ventriloquist or a wrestling dentist? Which Uh, one is real? Which one is fake? Dentist. Dentist. You're both right, so I'll negate this one. There are no wrestling ventriloquists. You think there would be? There's a mime. Um, I feel are... like I've actually heard about the wrestling dentist before. I feel like that's come up in yeah. There are two wrestling dentists. One's real. One is fake. So, Josh, you know who Kane is, right? Yep. Undertaker's evil red brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, his gimmick before he was Kane was Isaac Yankum DDS, yep. where he was a wrestling dentist. But there's actually a female wrestler who is a legitimate dentist on the side, and that is Dr. Britt Baker, DDS. Oh, she's a yes, that's wrestler. right. Yeah, we talked about that on the show. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. She's that's why it sounded familiar. The second bloody figure that's coming out. All right. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Which one is real? Which one is fake? A male ballerina wrestler or a leprechaun? <laughs> I'm going to go Leprechaun because that sounds fun. Uh, I, just for fun, I'm going to say male ballerina. Mike is right again. <laughs> there I, I have no rhyme an, or reason. 
There is a wrestler named Hornswoggle who is a wrestling action figure collector of note. And his gimmick is he's an evil leprechaun that lives under the ring that is secretly Vince McMahon's love child. And (laughs) he controls the wrestling show. He's like the the behind-the-scenes power broker via under the wrestling ring. (laughs) He wears the leprechaun outfit, runs out and bites people. It's crazy. Dylan Postel is his name. Uh, Hornswoggle. So, Mike is kicking Josh's ass. This is hilarious. Are you guys ready? <laughs> sure. Which one of these is a fake and which one is real? A wrestling Elvis or a wrestling Rick James? Wrestling Elvis. Yeah, I'd say wrestling Elvis, but you know what? Let's just keep it fun. Re- wrestling Rick James. No, there's no wrestling Rick James, unfortunately. Damn. That would have been hilarious with the, the wig. It's the honky-tonk man. That's right. It's a honky-tonk man. <laughs> uh, my friends used to call me the honky-bonk man. Um, hilarious. All right, you guys ready? Yep. So that's one for Josh. Which one of these musical styles has had a wrestler? A Swedish prog rock band a la ABBA, Dancing Queen, that kind of stuff. Or Kiss. Oh. I'm going to go ABBA. ABBA, Josh? I'm going to go Kiss, just to, you know, keep it keep it different. Josh, correct. Amundo, they have a, they had a Kiss-endorsed wrestler, the Demon, dressed as Gene Simmons that had to take hours before wrestling to put on the whole getup to come out and wrestle for two minutes. <laughs> and... He was such a massive waste of money. He wrestled twice and they decided to shelve it because it cost them like $10,000 for the getup every single time they used it. Plus because it's Gene Simmons, he had licensing fees and everything. And it was ridiculous. It's like kiss the casket, kiss the underwear, kiss the wrestler in WCW. Kiss the flamethrower. Yes. The kids love this one. So Josh, you had kiss, right? Yes. All right, so that's two for Josh, three for Mike. Which one of these characters has been a wrestler? Jesus H. Christ or Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. Jesus H. Christ. Michael Jackson, the impersonator, has been a wrestler. If you guys want to see something hilarious, (laughs) type in Michael Jackson wrestler into Google. Oh, God. I'm going to be watching this later. It's actually really cool. He does a moonwalk DDT. He does all the crazy stuff that like crazy late 90s pale white guy Michael Jackson would if he was a wrestler. Does he say Shimon at any point? Yes. Oh, yeah. He spins around, grabs his crotch. He's like, oh, it's. (laughs) Oh, I need to see this. I'm going to have to track this down and watch it. It's it sounds really ignorant. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. It's going to get better. Are you ready? <laughs> Which one it. of these is real? Which one of these is fake? A mentally deficient, brain-damaged, retarded, handicapped adult. Or a time traveler from the past who has come to the future to wrestle. Time traveler. The first one. <laughs> yes. There was a retarded wrestler. Are you serious? Deficient. Yes. 
His name is Eugene. He was a WWF. The story was he was a uppity up manager's mentally deficient nephew who really wanted to be a wrestler who was like childlike. And the story was he got kicked in the head or something. His hair was never combed. His clothes were on backwards. And he was like the ultimate baby face. And that you're always rooting for him to win. And these bad guys had no problems wrestling somebody with a mind, like the mental capacity of a two-year-old. They actually, that was an actual story. That that just feels so wrong on so many levels. I never yep. said wrestling was moral or <laughs> uh, <laughs> had their act together. It was very wrong. Yes, it's still very wrong. All right. What's real? What's fake? The Royal Canadian Mounted Police as a wrestler or a wrestling sex offender? The Mounted Police. I mean, technically, isn't isn't it both? Because it's, it's the Mountie and Nails. Nails was never admitted as a sex offender. He was an escaped convict. You're both right. They, they. I mean, like, look, look at Nails though, and tell me he's not a sex offender. But there's never been anybody that had to come to the ring and say, like, I have to tell you, like, door to door, like, like the Jesus in <laughs> Big Lebowski, <laughs> that I'm a registered sex offender. It was an idea of mine. I'll get to the. I'll get to it. All right. Oh Lord. So that. Uh, negated itself. All right. Who's real? Who's fake? A wrestling politician or a wrestling dinosaur? Politician. Politician. You know what? I'm going to go dinosaur just for fun. Josh, you are correct. Oh! (laughs) There is a wrestling dinosaur. Currently, a guy in a dinosaur costume in AEW named Luchasaurus. Where okay, that is amazing. It's clear that he's not a dinosaur, but the joke is everybody pretends that he's a wrestling dinosaur. And all of his moves are dinosaur-themed. No I just joke. Looked, I just looked him up. He's yeah, I'm looking him up now. It's actually kind of a cool getup, but that's that's funny. Luchasaurus. Okay. Yeah, that's a great gimmick. He's, he's sweet. I have his toy. He's awesome. I hope to meet him on Wednesday. Um... Which one of these is a real gimmick? Which one of these is fake? A bad Ninja Turtle clone or a Make-A-Wish kid? Uh, make, <laughs> Make-A-Wish kid is real. Can they fight? <laughs> no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the, the bad Ninja Turtle clone. But oh my god, I, I want like I want all of these descriptions to be characters in a fighting game. So <laughs> Mike is right. The WWF, if there's a Make-A-Wish kid that wants to get involved, they let them do it in a very safe manner. Because they're going to be dying soon or they have they, like, they survived cancer. <laughs> so there's been many instances where like little Timmy comes out in a wheelchair and like <laughs> saves John Cena or Hulk Hogan or whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know why. And, just, the way you said that made me think you were going to be like, because they're going to be dying soon. They're like, you know, why not let the wrestler just off them? 
Why not just put him in the ring with nails? He'll he'll make a fucking pain. <laughs> Uh, what kid wouldn't want to go out being turnbuckled by Undertaker? <laughs> Which one of these is real? Which one of these is fake? A wrestling albino or a wrestling minotaur? The wrestling albino. Minotaur. There isn't only one wrestling minotaur. There has been three wrestling minotaurs. Wow. There is Manator. I was going to say, I'm remembering one named Manator because it was so stupid. There was a little person Minotaur recently, and there's a Mexican wrestler right now named El Toro, I believe his name is. And he's this giant, crazy jacked guy who wrestles in a full-blown bull outfit. Uh, but he's like <laughs> eight feet tall, and it's insane, and it's terrifying. That's so, awesome. as far as I know, nobody's gimmick has been... I'm an albino. <laughs> an actual albino, but uh, well, as far that, as I know, it wasn't his gimmick. I can't remember his name. There's a comedian I follow on TikTok who's an albino, and I know he had he had talked about wrestling before, so I thought that's where we were going. Okay, two more. Who has been a wrestler? Robocop or Chucky? Robocop. Chucky. Trick question. They've both been involved with wrestling. Oh, oh God. Robocop came to the ring and saved Sting, a wrestler who was trapped in a cage made out of Christmas paper tubes. <laughs> Walked the ring, doing the robot, and bent the tubes and saved Sting so he could go fight Ric Flair. Chucky, to promote Sprite of Chucky, appeared on a television screen and threw wrestling matches against Rick Steiner. And he was completely voiced by Brad Dorff as well. And it's insane. Look That's it up. Amazing. If you want to laugh at crazy wrestling stuff. All right. The last one. This would be the tiebreaker unless you guys agree with this one. Which one of these, which one of these is a real wrestling gimmick? A wrestling werewolf that gets stronger on full moons or a wrestling proctologist? I'm going to go werewolf. <laughs> I'm going proctologist. Congratulations, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> you won the game because you picked out there's only one wrestling proctologist. You guys care to guess who he is? Oh, I don't remember his name, but I totally remember him. I didn't it's know me. I'm a wrestling <laughs> proctologist. I do remember there being someone that with a proctology gimmick, though. You guys ready for the story of uh, Wally? I set this oh, up. Yes. There might actually be another wrestler with a wrestling proctologist gimmick, but I started it. Mine stole it from me. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. So I'm only going to tell this story once, and I'm not going to tell this like I'm proud of it. Because as an adult, it's I'm not proud of it, but it's funny. So I'm going to share the story in a self-deprecating kind of way. Uh, I grew up poor white trash. Super poor, super white, super trash. And in the late 90s, when I was a teenager, wrestling was all the rage, as was backyard wrestling. 
Um, but this is before we realized everybody else did backyard wrestling. We just, as friends, got together and beat the crap out of each other in our backyards with our own made-up wrestling characters. Then we got the idea to film it. And then we realized that places like Cable Access would play anything. All you had to do was ask. Or you can make your own tapes, duplicate them, and give them out and trade and things like that. Um, me and a bunch of my friends, a bunch actually a bunch of my friends were wrestlers. I kind of got involved after the fact. And they went on to be trained by John Huber, who is Brody Lee, who died. Uh, Maurice is a big fan of this guy, if you guys remember. Um, yeah. So he was the guy out of Rochester that kind of made it, but he was a... Six foot plus tall, very athletic, very talented already. Uh, so he was going to be, he was going to make it no matter what. We were all kind of short, pudgy white kids, or that's me. Um, but my friends actually became local wrestlers. My very good friend Art is a Hall of Famer in Rochester twice. He just got nominated a second time. So, you know, it's, it may not be a big deal to you guys, but within the community, it's a big deal. All these guys are a little bit younger than me. They're my brother's friends. They were all wrestling in backyards. They'll have their own crazy gimmicks. And they were beating the crap out of each other, essentially. They asked me to show up and hang out with them because I was trained in first aid. It's something I did in high school out of boredom. So you could taste like you could take first aid training classes. And my idea was I get a job as paramedic when I got out of high school. And they're thinking, okay, we're hurting each other. We need Mike there because, one, he's an adult. I was 18, and they were, like, 16 and 17. And, two, if we had, like, wounds, he can stop the bleeding or set a broken bone, and our parents won't find out. <laughs> and because I'm there, they kept egging me on, like, you should wrestle, you should wrestle, knowing full well that I have no athletic ability, none whatsoever. And I was well aware that if they want me to get re- to wrestle, it was just so they could beat me up and film it. And they thought it would be hilarious. Um, my brother was the chief instigator in this. And I already implied that he was jacked and loved beating the crap out of me. So they got the idea we'll have a brother, sweet brother death match. Where the idea was they made up a story that I was locked in a basement. And my brother chained me to a mattress and abused me for years. And I escaped and I was getting my revenge. Uh, my brother and yeah i know <laughs> that was the story and the setup was that i thought i'm gonna go in there and they're gonna play it safe but in reality my brother's gonna kill me and it's gonna be hilarious um and they we they we weren't shy with like playing with fire thumbtacks glass more fire uh there was lots of underage drinking and no subject was taboo uh, we were very sexist, very racist, just stupid teenagers. So I knew that the only way I'd get the upper hand of my brother is if I played to my strengths, which I wasn't athletic, but I was funnier than everybody there. So they told me, like, okay, you got to show up at one o'clock and that's your match. I said, okay, I, I, I lied. I said, I had to go to work. What I did is I went to the local uh, adult video store (laughs) and the types of things that they would sell there. And I went and bought a marital aid. 
a double dong marital aid that was three feet long. (laughs) (laughs) So what I did is I had my baggiest pair of pants. I went to this adult novelty store and I bought this three foot long double ended marital aid. Hilariously, when I was there, my social studies teacher was there, too, uh, which always cracked me up. Um, I bought it, tucked it into my pants, and belted it as tight as I could into my pants. and didn't tell anybody I had it. So the plan was, is my brother is going to make it look a little realistic, but he's going to eventually just beat the ever-loving piss out of me. I came out. We all had our own, like, tough guy music. Uh, I decided that I was going to come out to the theme from SWAT. I didn't tell anybody about this. So I came out to this ridiculous 70s butt-chicka-wow music from the theme from SWAT. My brother came out to like the Deftones, and he was drinking malt liquor, and he he smashed a glass bottle, and he's crazy and tough, and he, he's going to kill me. And to make it look good, he let me get a few licks in. So I managed – it was snowing out, or the ground was wet and muddy. It's been so long. My brother slips and falls. I get down on my hands and knees. I unzip my pants and I pull out like two and a half feet of <laughs> uh, rubber marital aid. Uh, use your imagination. Rubber wiener, whatever. Okay. Well, I have a, I have a question. I feel that it's important. Yes. Is, is this like flesh tone or is this like bright blue? Like it's flesh what, tone. What it looked very realistic. Oh god, that's funny. Nobody was expecting it. My brother wasn't expecting it. And then I start to smash him in the face with my rubber wiener. <laughs> Everybody starts to like lose their minds cuz they're like, "Oh my god. Mike has lost it. He's hitting his brother in the face with his wiener." And also, "Oh my god, he's like hung like John Holmes." <laughs> Nobody ex- nobody thought that I'd actually go and buy like a $30 double dog dildo <laughs> to use in a wrestling match against my brother. My brother freaks out because he thinks that it's real. And also it's heavy rubber and it's like hurting him. So I'm, <laughs> I'm smashing him in the face with a <laughs> rubber wiener. Oh my god! And everybody just starts freaking out, laughing, and that saved me from my brother killing me. He had planned on setting a chair on fire and hitting me with it, oh, and Jesus. and starting me on fire, and then they were gonna throw water on me. Uh, so I managed to just make it out with a few bumps and bruises. My brother threw me headfirst into a garage uh, with this giant rubber wiener flopping out of my pants. All the while, everybody thinks that it's real, and they're freaking out. Um, So, said marital aid got nicknamed Wally after the fact, and that became my gimmick, is I would come out with Wally, and I'd hold it over my head like a floppy Singapore cane, and smash people (laughs) in the face with it, choke them with it, throw it like a javelin. Um... But the thing was, is that I couldn't stop there. I had to keep getting crazier and crazier to keep it being funny because, you know, the jokes, you know, comedy in threes, like it gets old after a while. Mm -hmm. So my gimmick was, is I became a wrestling proctologist 
And my finishing maneuver was the rectal claw. So it was a wrestler named <laughs> Mankind. And his finisher was he would stick his fingers in your mouth. And the, you had a pressure point under your tongue and you would pass out. And that was the, the crazy gimmick that he had. Mine was is I checked your prostate. <laughs> so I was always trying to stick my fingers up your pooper. Um, and what I would do is in my pocket, I'd have a Ziploc bag full of cake frosting. And I'd knock you down. I'd pretend to stick my fingers up your butt, but I was actually sticking them in cake frosting. So I'd pull out like fingers full of chocolate frosting with peanuts in it. And then I would smear it on your face and then I'd win. Oh. <laughs> Um, it became my job to give everybody characters after that point because everybody was like, I'm Tough Guy Jones and I'm I'm Ice Cold McGee. And like everybody was just like, I'm tough, crazy, strong guy. Um, and then everybody was like, I didn't even ask. I just started giving people characters because they had these really dumb characters. Um, and it was my job to just talk behind the camcorder as like bad color commentary. And we had... We had a, a caveman that we thawed out. This is my friends that I make fun of called the baby orangutan. We had a wrestler with AIDS. Uh, we <laughs> oh, had God. everything that I thought would be hilarious, but in retrospect is horrible. We, we many times people almost burnt to death by us playing with fire. Uh, we had a guy. Yeah, I mentioned we had a guy with AIDS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not proud of this. Everyone has AIDS. <laughs> he was the human impregnating vigilante, Mr. HIV. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh so, God. not proud of this, but I did this. It's funny because it's so horrible. Uh, we had lovers' spats constantly. We had <laughs> escaped convicts that were rapists. Um, male rapist because there was no girls around obviously it was a sausage party uh yeah backyard wrestling when i first met my wife i thought i'd bring this up like that's something to brag about and she was like oh that's that's great okay uh, <laughs> you know so like when my wife my wife met me i was a, a savage <laughs> so it took a lot of <laughs> fixer-uppering to kind of get me in, into like a, a normal human being again but uh yeah that's wally wally is a double dong dildo who <laughs> is in a box in storage in my garage and he'll never be seen again but yay there you go oh wally uh he comes up from time to time when i'm with my buddy and we're telling funny stories in front of his son and uh this is henry and his mother will give me the dirtiest looks ever, like, I'm going to break your legs if you bring that up. <laughs> you think it's funny, and it's not. Because then Henry's going to think it's cool to do stupid stuff like that. And Henry, you're probably listening to this. It's not. Don't make uh... the same mistakes your idiot father and his friends made. Make other mistakes. <laughs> so, Wally. Ta-da! That's out. I don't have to tell that story ever again. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, and here I thought it was going to be a Walmart story. Oh no, God no! It's not a it's not a Walmart story. Uh, I know that's what I was thinking too. The funnier like little tidbit was that my history teacher was in the same uh, bookstore 
like just kind of casually shopping, which always cracked me up because I was like, is that who I think it is? And like he looked at me and I looked at him and we we're both like, uh, and then I bought <laughs> the giant rubber wiener. <laughs> like, I think he was there for normal reasons and I was just doing something devious. Um, oh, my God. I had plans I... to get like a little person. I really wanted like a tall man Jawa minions gimmick. Um, but as soon as I started going to college, I was like, I can't keep doing this. And I realized also if like, anybody died, I'm the only person that's going to go to jail because everybody else is underage. So like, like very quickly, I was like, I need to stop because <laughs> if somebody gets hurt, I'm going to go to jail for like negligence. And these kids are going to get a slap on the wrist. So yeah, luckily nobody died. Nobody's eating through a tube or anything like that. Um, when you when you mentioned the uh, adult store, uh, the first thing that went through my head is I, I know he's listening, but uh, Strasburg had a a job at one of those stores uh, when we were making our first comic book, and oh my God, there there are plenty of stories. So if we ever have him on the show one of these days, was was it talk of the town? Um, it it it. it wait, was it? Ta- no, no, no. It was um, Horizon. Oh, yep. Because yeah. there are only two. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was his boss was cool because like he didn't care if friends came and like hung out or talked to him during his shift. Um, the only rule was don't laugh at the customers. And um, <laughs> OK, I got to tell this one story. <laughs> so I would bring him pages because he was inking the book. I, you know, I, we were both writing it and coming up with it. I would do the layouts and the pencils and then he would ink it. So a lot of times I would get out of work at 11. He would work, I think until midnight. So I would stop by, bring in pages. We'd go over it. And then I'd usually give him a ride home. Well, this person, uh, came in and I don't want to, I don't want to get any more descriptive than that. Um, and we're looking at the blow up toys, um, that have other apparatuses on them. And, um, they decided to open the top flap of the box and sniff it. <laughs> now, I'm trying already really hard not to laugh. And then they turned as straight of a face as possible and looked at Josh and went, This been used. This smell like it got poo on it. <laughs> <laughs> I just ran out of the store because I. I, it was like that that Beavis and Butthead episode where they can't laugh and they have to take sex education. Yeah. I was just standing around the side of the store going, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. It was <gasps> Oh, insane. my God. God. You've told me that story. <laughs> and it's still just as funny. <laughs> it smelled like it got poo on it. Oh, my God. Man. <gasps> oh, just that <laughs> phrase alone. <laughs> <laughs> smell like it got poo on it. Whew. Good times. You know, I've I known mean, that... a few people that have worked at stores like that. And they've always said, like, yeah, everybody's really weird, but they're cool. Yeah. So it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, I couldn't do it, but. Oh, that almost has, like, a, a like family guyish quality to it. <laughs> yes, it was very much. <laughs> smell like it got poo on it. <laughs> See, now, at talk of the town uh this back when i worked at media play several of us we would get out especially on a friday night we would go across the border 
We'd go to the casino. We'd go to the Wild Mushroom, whatever. We'd have several drinks. Um, and then we would always end up, depending on if uh, our friend Colleen, her, she had a friend that worked there. If they were working, we would go and mess with them. And we would just basically walk up and down the aisles and try to find the most ludicrous titles that were like basically lampooning known movies. Like Edward Penis Hands? Right, or like Forrest Hump, stuff like yeah. that. And we would just yell them out. <laughs> and like other people in the store would be just staring at us. <laughs> oh, God. They had enough and kicked us out. Oh, good times. <sighs> it never stops being funny. <laughs> I'm wondering how much of this is going to have to be edited. Um, We're like tiptoeing the line, but I think we're okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Penis. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Smell like a guppoo on it. Um. Uh, see, I almost, I almost feel like just because it's it's tying into weird. I feel like I need to tell my recent toy hunting story of the of the weirdo. Oh God, yeah, yeah. You told this. This is creepy. So. I was out toy hunting, and the best way I can describe this for our listeners is I encountered one of the crazies you would expect to encounter in the middle of the night at Walmart, except in the middle of the day at Target. So it totally threw me off. I'm walking walking down the Target, uh, specifically the, uh, the toy aisle with Masters of the Universe, I'm wearing just like your basic Star Wars shirt. And this guy in a motorized scooter makes a beeline down the aisle, like towards me. And as he is, he's just immediately like, hey man, you like Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> to open the balcony door. Of course, as soon as I did, there was, you know, vehicle noise. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, I like Star Wars. And I'm looking this guy up and down. Aside from being in his little motorized scooter, he's got a Star Wars baseball cap. He's got a Boba Fett face mask. He's got some sort of, like, big, ridiculous gold chain. And then he's wearing a set of matching Captain Marvel shirt and pants. And it might not have been, but my best guess is that it was a child's pajama set. So everything about this dude is weird. But he's just, you know, trying to be polite. And I'm like, yeah, I like Star Wars. He's like, oh man, if if you like Star Wars, you gotta get the whole outfit. What are you talking about, whole outfit? Oh man, you got you got to get the hat, and uh, you got to you got to get the shirt, uh, you got to get like the necklace, you got to get the rings, you got to get the pants, uh, you got to get the sneakers, you got to get it all, you got to get it all. I mean, if you're a real Star Wars fan, you got to get it all. You got to be wearing the uniform, you know. You gotta you got to show show to your fan you like John Cena. <laughs> and I'm kind of looking around, like looking for some sign of like, is he does he see John? John's, is there a John Cena sign somewhere? And I'm like, yeah, John, John Cena, cool. 
Why not? John, yeah, I like John Cena. Like, oh, oh, you see all those new John Cena movies? You see, you see the Fast and the Furious? Because uh, if you go home and you, know, you got Hulu, you can watch Fast and Furious. You can you can watch them in uh, Fast and Furious. You got to watch Fast and Furious one and uh, Fast and Furious two and uh, Fast and Furious three and uh, Fast and Furious four and uh, Fast and Furious five. And uh, uh, you want to go shopping with me for Star Wars clothes sometime? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 that's that's that's. Cool, man. I appreciate it, but no, I'm 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 good. I got I got good clothes right now. Hey, what oh, do you think about uh, adult sleepovers? And <laughs> out of the blue, it's just like, well, if you ever want to, if you ever want to go close, but you uh, you give me a call. I uh, can't wait to see you again. Yeah. And yeah. I I cut my toy hunt short. Like I I was done at that point. I. Made a beat out of that target as fast as I could. Uh, it was fun too, because like he was in the scooter, so you could hear him moving around. So every time I would hear that beep, I would be like, "Oh, nope, I'm gonna turn down this other aisle and avoid him." <laughs> it's like Jaws. It, it man, it, it it was just like Attack of the Rabid Fan, and part like part of me wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt and say maybe maybe there was something a little bit wrong with him but honestly I think it was just a person with absolutely no social graces that was really lonely and a really big fan yeah yeah because uh, because like he seemed again like I don't want to be passing judgments here and and I don't want to uh, assume to be able to recognize someone with a, a true mental issue but he seemed a bit too with it and eloquent Mm-hmm. Uh, to like he, he just seemed like he was a freak he was just a freak he was a freak and he wanted to take me home and he wanted to turn me into Star Wars clothes and I'm not for it <laughs> he wanted to hollow you out and wear you he, he, he really wanted to reenact wanted to buffalo bill me into a Yoda He's just he's looking for the right skin to finish his Yoda puppet. Was he gonna cut your stomach open and climb inside to keep warm? <laughs> oh. And then he'll and then he'll turn my intestines into a Star Wars necklace. Yeah. That just reminds oh, man, me of just... the, the Walmart that you and I stopped at where the guy was like, That guy got a purple suit. <laughs> I don't know why I'm picturing you going to some stranger's house. You know, having to be like, look at my Star Wars collection. And then his couch moves and you fall into a hole in the floor. (laughs) (laughs) It opens up the power of the force to or else it gets the hose again. (laughs) 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 Oh... That's oddly specific. Takes the black series out, it puts it on the shelves. <laughs> oh. Uh, what was that? That that was two cats behind a door, actually. Oh. It sounded like a woman screaming. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of confused. I'm like, what? Yeah, that was that was Vincent being pathetic. He starts things, but he can't finish them. 
I just pictured him punking Dr. Mew and him just being like, all right, this ends now. <laughs> That's kind of like he really will. Like he'll walk up and he'll sneak and he'll out of the blue kind of start to try and play. And then he'll actually whack Dr. And Dr. Mew will turn around and whack him back. He'll just be as pathetic as possible. He'll be like, oh, why'd you do that to me? <laughs> this is what it's like living with cats. I have given them voices and personalities. Oh, you have to. <laughs> <sighs> All right. You guys ready for the last piece of listener tutoring? Oh, mail yeah. joke thing? The listeners tooted? Right. Exactly. Dear Count Creepy, my parents want me to have a respectable job when I grow up, like a veterinarian or an engineer. But I want to spend my time playing video games, collecting toys, and not leaving the basement. What should I do? Hmm. I have a suggestion. I say... Kill your parents and collect their social security checks, and then you never have to work again. Or leave the basement, uh, essentially. I mean, that's not bad advice. It's not. It's not. Um, I'm going to say just, like, eat and eat and eat until you can't leave the basement, like the mother in uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape, and then you won't have to leave the basement. True. This is very true as well. Remember that shaving your neck is optional. You, you don't or, have to if you don't want to. Or you could feign a craziness like Howard Hughes and make people think that you're just completely batshit crazy. Of course, then you do risk, you do run the risk of like being institutionalized. But then you would still be right back in that same situation of basically living in a basement. You wouldn't have the video games or the toys, but, you know, you You wouldn't have to work. Exactly. And also remember time for art. Yeah. Uh, You know, you can watch the entire full moon catalog. Oh, that's uninterrupted time. You can beat Skyrim over and over and over again. Also, you got to remember that a fedora can make up for any kind of physical or social shortcomings you might have. So really, you got to go to Walmart once, pick a hat out, you're good to go. Just Get make some sure of the metallic you, tattoos. Metallic oh, yeah. tattoos. Make sure you do not buy the Gilligan bucket hat, though. That doesn't work. That's been tested. Yeah, no, you definitely need the fedora. You need the fedora. Uh, yeah. I also suggest the Dragon Ball Z button-down shirt to kind of complete the look um or a katana you know brush up on your katana skills ladies love that i'm telling you from experience that's how i met my wife i was like check this out you know (laughs) swung my sword around it might have been a plastic lightsaber but whatever um she was impressed i i wasn't expecting the noise (laughs) oh sorry that's what i I went outside, I, you know, did the spin, the lightsaber came out and clicked, and I was like, remember episode one, look at this one, you know, I was like swinging my arms around, and she was like, 
Oh, be still my beating heart. Oh, <laughs> how are you? See, I, this I one's was going to do that, but I wasn't, uh, I wasn't feeling quite that active. So I just showed Ruth the uh, Star Wars kid video and I was like, I can do that. <laughs> she was like, no, no way. It was like, yeah, yeah I could do that. So sealed the deal. Here's my number. <laughs> I wish Ruth was here to just say crazy things in Spanish for us right now. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I would make her hate me in about a minute. Um Yeah, so if you're if you're concerned that you know your parents want you to get good grades, go to college, have a career go to a vocational school. I could tell you from experience that you don't need any of that. You'll be fine. And in the, in the immortal words of Rick James, cocaine is a hell of a drug. That's right. <laughs> your couch. <laughs> <sighs> I have vivid memories uh, of my guidance counselor, guidance counselor pulling me aside and saying like, Maybe you should get a vocation. And me being like, what do you mean? I'm going to make horror movies. And he was like, you should get a vocation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, real funny. Looking back, I should have listened. Anyway. (laughs) Are you guys ready for the Hall of Fame segment? Of course. Everybody's favorite segment. I think so. So, last week's winner was the Dr. Frankenstein Labs playset. Um, the second runner-up was the Spiderhead. That had, uh, it came close, but not close enough. And then surprisingly, nobody really liked King Hiss. I thought that was going to be the one that won, but uh, I was mistaken. That's a travesty, people. I mean, yes. granted, it, it had some steep competition, but... Um, I just thought because He-Man always just kind of like steamrolls everything that uh, that would be the case again, and it wasn't. So expect the unexpected when it comes to the Hall of Fame. But congratulations, McFarlane, on the win. Pat yourself on the back, Todd. You did it again. Um, Mike, because you were the winner, you get to go first. Did you have a pick for this week? I do. Um, so I'm going to go back to the uh, Kenner... Predator and Aliens toys, uh, oh. specifically Scavenge, the uh, the Predator who had the double barreled like Bolo launcher. Yep, and with the, uh, the the sweet skull staff and the weird pincer helmet that I always used as a weapon. <laughs> but yeah, that was one of my favorite Predator toys. I loved that Bolo launcher. Um, it's one of the few like spring-loaded weapons that I thought was a lot of fun, because usually I don't really bother with the spring-loaded weapons, but that one was just cool. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah. And uh, because of the way it, like, it clipped on them, I always used it as like a little hover vehicle. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's how I played with it. <laughs> so, but I thought it was a really fun toy. So, that's that's my choice this week. Awesome. Um, would you... All right. I'm going to ask you guys if you think this qualifies for a pick. Do you remember the plastic coffins that came with candy bones? And the gimmick was... Yeah, the Mr. Bones coffins. Mr. Bones coffins where you build the skeleton. 
But she never mm-hmm. got all the bones. She only got like half of Mr. Bones. Yeah. Can I nominate Mr. Bones? I mean, I don't see why not. You know, that that had enough of a toy gimmick with it, because I, I don't know. I personally don't know anyone that didn't play with those coffins. Right. Yeah. I love those damn things. My lunch money was in them constantly. <laughs> and I, I always begged my mom if I could buy more than one Mr. Bones within the hopes of building a complete Mr. Bones. And she'd always say no. Wait until next time. And then I could never hold it. And I'd eat Mr. Bones. Yep. Poor Mr. Bones. Yeah. Never completed. One day. Do they still make Mr. Bones? I think <laughs> they do. Question. I wonder sure. if you can get a complete one in a package now. I'm going to have to go on Amazon after this is over and look that up. Josh, close things out. What's your pick? Oh, I'm going to be a bastard. Go for it. Krang. Oh, <laughs> In the bubble walker. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's done. I still have my my original childhood Krang uh, in his bubble walker sitting on a shelf. Yeah. That, I think that. Yeah. I think that started me down my Krang path. I am so antsy for that Super 7 Krang. Oh, me too. You know what? And Krang is a toy. Anytime I see it, I have to play with it. I will I will basically get any version of Krang that is an actual toy. The statues, eh, they're nice, yeah. but I can't play with them. Uh, but if there's if any toy version of Krang, I will buy. Mike, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's expensive as hell, but it's there. Mike just found the new version of Mr. Bones where the coffins are fancy, but that's Mr. Bones. Yep, 12, 12 packs for 28 bucks. Ugh. I mean, I like Mr. Bones, but I don't know if I like Mr. Bones that much. Yeah, no. Fun Express. I'm going to buy Mr. Bones on Wish. I'll get Mr. Bones. It's like made out of plaster and shoe polish and (laughs) lead paint. Flavored like cat. (laughs) It's just a bunch of like loose Pez pieces with a label on it that's handwritten that says Mr. Bones. (laughs) Someone has chewed the Pez pieces in the shape of bones. Uh, Yeah, I can totally picture like pressure tablets and Oh, fun times. Well, Josh, I am very curious about what's coming from Pikmin's Labs. There's there's some interesting stuff on the horizon. I have started the first official hanging wall piece from Pikmin's, Mm -hmm. which will... Uh, it's going to take some time, but it's going to be a uh, 3D wall hanging representation of H.R. Giger's L.I. 2 or Lee 2. So the yep. very famous woman uh, woman's head surrounded by bioorganic a la classic Giger. Uh, doing that, uh, and uh, it is official as of this recording that Pikmin's will be exhibiting at Assembly required 2022. Uh, early February, Pikmin's will have a table at North Carolina's premier toy convention. 
Congratulations. Very Why, nice. thank you. It's so, long overdue. So I'll be I'll be gearing up for that. Uh, expect some new things. Uh, the house household haunts are probably about uh, as of the time this will be released, probably about a week off from release. And uh, yeah, just there's there's a lot of cool original stuff on the horizon that I'm pretty excited about. Cool. Mike, what about Mr. Boogeyman in his closet? Well, we just wrapped up our month of Who Done It or Who Don It because Don joined us for all four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're moving into Haunted House Month for October. And uh, it was a close race. There was a lot of people that wanted Poltergeist, but the last day for voting, we got several more votes for uh, Hellfest and Hellhouse LLC, which were creeping up behind Poltergeist. And then it was a three-way tie, so I had to use my tiebreaker. I voted out Poltergeist. Sorry, people, but we are going to be watching uh, the original House on Haunted Hill, uh, House from 1985, Hell House LLC and Hellfest because I figured that we have two attraction haunted house movies and two haunted house movies. Um, so we're starting it off with House from 1985, the one with uh, Richard Mole and George Went. So looking forward to that. I haven't watched it in years, but so that'll be coming out next week. I um, I have to confess, I am not a fan of Poltergeist. I'm not either, honestly. Um, <laughs> it's got too much. It's- Spielberg schmaltz in it. it it's okay. Me. It's okay. Yeah. It's got moments that I enjoy and moments that are nostalgic for me. Um, I'm totally willing to cover it for the show, but when we had two other movies tied with it, I'm like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna eke this one out. <laughs> I also just watched Hell House LLC for the first time. Meh. Meh. Really? You know, yeah, I wasn't impressed. I, I enjoyed that one. It felt a little too derivative of other found footage movies. Mm-hmm. And the actual scares, I was just like, yeah, I, I wasn't. I don't know. I think it's just me personally. It's not a bad movie, but it's just my, my feelings of haunted houses mm-hmm. that uh, if I was in that scenario, I wouldn't be freaking out <laughs> and I wouldn't be right. I just feel like, oh, there's a demon in that clown over there man <laughs> <You know? laughs> there's a demon in that clown i'd be more like oh that girl's tops off that's crazy <laughs> you know it's just here's your problem this clown has a demon yeah like i don't know yeah would you look at that haunted titties <laughs> yeah i'd be very like matter of fact about a lot of it where everybody's like running and screaming i'd just be like oh hey demon clown how you doing <laughs> Oh, your shoes you know. are tied. <laughs> you know, like, it's just me. Oh, hey, I want a balloon. Oh, oh you're okay. not, not that kind of clown? Okay, bye. Okay. Oh, that's an intestine. Uh, ne- never mind. The- which uh, which way is the bathroom? Oh, okay, thank you. you know, now, like- I'm really curious to, to cover house just because as a kid, the the little kids in the chimney and the purple lady scared the hell out of me. Um, um, I have not seen it for probably a good 10 years or more so curious there there are some parts of house that won't get noticed until you're watching on on your your flat screen where the effects are a little wonky especially on richard mall 
that mm -hmm. you wouldn't have caught it on VHS, but now that it's huge, you can see that there's like big makeup problems. Oh yeah. Really throw it off for me. It's still cool as hell, but you're watching it and you're like, they clearly didn't think anybody noticed that, did they? And yeah. now you can see it, it's blown up and you're like, Oh God. Um, it, it's a Sean Cunningham movie. So take it for what it's worth. It's cool. It's got that 80s nostalgia to it. Mm -hmm. But it's more of a cult movie than a really good solid. Yeah. Anyway. See, you know, I'm all add... about House 2. Yeah, I, oh, I definitely yeah. prefer House 2. Um, or even House 3, if you want to get technical with I, uh, I, Lance Henriksen. I've honestly never seen House 3. It's not bad. It's crazy. Uh, you know, and I was going to suggest that anytime a movie has Dawn in the title, you should have Dawn on. <laughs> so, like, Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, you should have Dawn on it. And, like, I'd love to be on Dawn of the Dead, but it should be Dawn of the Dead with Dawn. I mean, to be well, fair, her nickname for a long time was Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Nice. So it just seems appropriate. And that's one of those things, we, if we can ever actually get it on the show, because, you know. It's never streaming anywhere. Yeah, that whole debacle. I would love to. I want to put it in November, like, because we're going to do zombies in November. But I don't know how we can cover it, you know. And it's like, I don't know if, if I mean, I know I own it. I don't know if Maurice and Susie own it. Because um, I know a lot, a lot of people have purged a bunch of DVDs and gone with streaming stuff. And you can't get it anywhere. It's you're lucky if you can find it at a Barnes and Noble. It's not on like a multi disc. Mm -hmm. it, the only way you can get it is an import. Yeah. Then it's widely available, but in the states, it's just kind of like dust in the wind. It kind of adds to the legend of it, but it doesn't play on TV. Yeah. The remake does, but not OG Dawn of the Dead, which is a shame. It, that really sucks. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, guys, this has been the very bizarre episode sixteen that. <laughs> We didn't mention G.I. Joe once, which is a first. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, wait. You know what? We, we should have tied something in. Roddy Roddy Piper became a G.I. Joe. That's true. Yeah, he did. There yeah, we go. Slaughter. I mean, you know. <laughs> and we're mentioning G.I. Joe right now. Yes. <laughs> so I just jinxed it. <laughs> but, okay. Thanks for listening, guys. It's been a pleasure. We will see you next week. With an episode about something and things, and uh, it's gonna be an episode about uncircumcised rhino hands. That's right. <laughs> That's what this episode sure? title should be. Oh god, can I put circumcised in the title? <laughs> Just put uncut rhino hands. <laughs> <laughs> and done. Oh no, <laughs> that is disgusting, but it's funny. Uncut rhino hands. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> okay, oh, everybody. So much wrong with that. Thanks for listening. We will be back next week. And take care. Spike your hair. <laughs> and be sure to cut your rhino. Uh, watch out for Wally. Yeah. And don't make me mad. I'll hit you with Wally. <laughs> Bye, oh, holler at y'all on the horn. <laughs> Bye.
Mahaha. Count, I've never followed you before. I haven't the time for it. No, Count, not even you will remember that you spelt Creepyhead with a K to avoid being sued by Play-Doh. Count, Facebook and Instagram likes please you, so grant me my friend request. And if you do not listen, to hell with you!